Oh, I just remember. <laughs> I, I, I know we just started, but I, uh, I just remembered something that happened to me on Monday. <laughs> Let's call that social hour then. Welcome to episode 141 of Off the Crossbar. Nice. Ray Salt Lake podcast. And here's Kyle with a social hour. Yeah. <laughs> okay. We got into right it real right, quick. Right, right to the important stuff this week. We recorded last Wednesday, correct? Sounds about right. Sure. I okay. So. All right. Well, I'm going to work in somewhat reverse. No, whatever. I'll just start with, All right. <laughs> with, with, with last week. Anyway. Um, okay. Been watching Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Amazing show. <laughs> I, no, but okay. I, I love that show. It's so great. Um, over the weekend, watched... Uh, this like there's this feels weird just going straight into it but i have to before we forget i had to, just a weird stuff happen so D- david fincher's new movie on netflix the killer with michael fassbender um i like that <laughs> it's, it's a great it's a, it's a good movie i like michael fassbender he's famously in a lot of bad movies um he's in a couple really really good movies uh my favorite of which being inglorious bastards but um, this was a really good one. I thought he, I thought he was great in it. Um, yeah. And then I saw, I saw anatomy of, of a fall, which is a, a very good French movie that has like, it's like half in English, half in French. Um, All right. some of like, just like the best acting I've ever seen. Um, it's, it's kind of a courtroom drama. Like most of the movie or half of the movie is a courtroom drama. Okay. Um, Maybe more-ish. I don't know. Anyway, very good. Very, very good movie. Um, really enjoyed that. Okay. And I, I, when we talk about the Houston recap, I'll talk about my day that day. Cause it was, it was a good socially day. Okay. But um, what I wanted, what I was reminded by as I was looking at my calendar was on Monday, on late Sunday night, I, rem- I was reminded that I had jury duty selection on Monday morning. Oh, fun. I had 845. Uh, so I was like, oh, that sucks. I, or eight fifteen, excuse me. And I was like, well, that sucks. I really don't want to do that. Um, the last time I had jury duty, uh, selection, I was selected. And then when I, the jury was starting, it was all virtual. Cause it was, I think it was during 2020 or 2021. Um, it was all virtual and, um, I was in like the WebEx waiting room. And as I was waiting in there, like for like 45 minutes, the judge came back on and was like, Hey, we, one of the lawyers introduced new evidence. So we're actually, we have to completely <laughs> reselect all <laughs> juries. Yeah. So, um, that was pretty funny. But anyway, um, premier legal podcast. Yeah. And then on Monday, I'm similar situation. I'm in the WebEx waiting room. There's like the jury or the judicial clerk or whatever. And she's like telling us, and I'm watching like the, the videos that they make you watch, like for, for jury duty selection are so corny it's so funny um and so goofy but anyway so we were i was watching those and they're like hyping us up because they're like yeah if you're selected it's like actually really cool and like you're it's it's awesome i'm like yeah i'm sure i'm sure it's great and then um after like 45 minutes of just kind of hanging out and like waiting for stuff to get kicked off the jury clerk comes back on and she's like Hey, so one of the attorneys has COVID, so we're actually we have everyone's excused, <laughs> and you're you're Great. done for a couple of years. So Great. I didn't have to do jury duty, or I didn't even have to finish doing the selection. 
I didn't even do the selection. I just got dismissed before that. So I get $18 for that. So, Hey, that is a real windfall. (laughs) Yeah, I know. Decided to instead watch the 1995 American courtroom comedy film directed by John Fortenberry called (laughs) Jury Duty. (laughs) No, if anything, I would have just rewatched the series, which I loved. Yeah. But I, uh, no, I just was like, okay, I guess I'm going back to work now. (laughs) Like that was. It has somebody you should know. Who is it? Numerous hits. Oh. Um, Well, okay. So there's three names that you definitely know in this movie. Yeah. uh, He was in a movie called. Oh, he did a voice in a goofy movie. I didn't know that. I probably should have known that. Oh, yeah. Of course he did. Uh, I know who you're talking about now. He was in. I'm trying to disguise this a little bit, but as soon as I say it, he was in Biodome and Sino Man. Um, what's the caveman one? Encino Man. Oh, of course it is. <laughs> uh, well, so Paulie Shore. Shore. Shore is in that movie. Paulie yeah. Shore is in that movie, as well as who? Stanley Tucci. Oh, I love Stanley Tucci and Abe Vigoda. Wow. Okay. I know you were a very small child when that came out, uh, but I remember when it came out because I saw a poster. And I don't know why that memory is with me. And you're super old. Oh, my goodness. Oh. At- <laughs> I don't like this. Sorry, that was me. At review aggregation site Rotten Tomatoes, the film received an approval rating of 0%. Which based- movie? Jury <laughs> duty. Really? <laughs> based on 12 reviews with an average score of 2.4 out of 10. Hey, that's as, of tw- as of 20 July 2014. Stanley, Stanley Tucci, I was, why was I, oh, I was talking about his... Uh, the way he meets his end in uh, the Kingsman series, uh, which is a a good scene. I don't know if people know what I'm talking about, but uh, he so, sings a very uh, notable song. And then, you know, is it fly me to the moon before they put him on a rocket and send him no, to space? Uh, take me home. Country roads. Oh, okay. okay. He just sings it acapella as a way to distract uh, the enemies. But anyway, before we get back on track. Yeah. Um, Holly Shore's latest project is a Russian or an English dub of a Russian animated musical film called My Sweet Monster. Uh, and it features the voices of Haley Duff, John Hader, and Polly Shore. And that that's very interesting. I, mean, I know we've talked about something like that at least once on the podcast. Mm-hmm. I think we I have. I don't remember what it was, but very interesting. All right. Um, yeah. So anyway, that that was mainly it. It's been uh I've had just like busy last work stuff. The new Call of Duty came out and I played a little, <laughs> a little bit of that with friends and uh um yeah, Real Housewives of Salt Lake City. Great show. <laughs> But yeah, other than that, uh, I, I really did have a very fun Saturday. I, I should just mention it. Um, I uh, I did go to, I went to Beer Bar for the Houston game. Without speaking about the game, I um, hung out with a bunch of friends there. Uh, hung out with DJ Erocalypse for like a comical amount of time. Right. <laughs> nice. Him, him, him and Andy Larson and some of Andy Larson's friends and then some of my friends who, who came. Um, Andy I love Larson, DJ course, Rock. You know, I, Salt Lake Tribune reporter for the Jazz. Yeah, yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, I Iraq is so funny. I, I didn't tell him this, but I really wanted to bring up the fact that every time I was running the RSL soapbox account, uh, like over the last couple of years during like when I, when I was at a game and live tweeting the game, like half at the time, there would be this one woman at the stadium who was like begging DJ Rock to come hang out with her during the game. Like, oh, and yeah, was like, she would like. Is this like the like hang up signs and getting the jumbotron or whatever? She would do that sometimes, but she also would just tweet like DJ E Rock, like <laughs> at DJ E Rock, at RSL Show, at Real Salt Lake, at RSL Soapbox. Like I'm in section like 201. Like come hang out. And that is such a long walk. I know it was always really funny, and, and I just loved seeing do his job and walk all the way across the stage. I know. He's a great DJ. He was playing. He's yeah, a great. Uh, oh, and I won a jacket. Oh, congrats! While I was there too, which I don't know where that went. Um, there was a raffle that was going on, and the very nice uh, girl who works for RSL was like, she like needed like the, the one of the seats for our table for like the merch that they were raffling off, and I was like, listen, you can use the seat, but I want that jacket in there, or I want I want something. And she was like going through it first i was like i want a jersey and i was like wait no I have, I have too many jerseys you should give that to someone else but i was like that jacket's looking pretty nice and i was just like being a little bit of a pest in a friendly way and i was like i'm just kidding i would never i already have so much rsl stuff and then uh like three quarters of the way through the raffle dj rock and he was like there for that whole interaction and then he pulls out a raffle ticket and he starts calling it and i and i was like I just assume I'm never going to win those. And then I looked at my thing. I was like, <laughs> I was like, yeah, that's me. And he's like, no way. And then he, they, she ran over and gave me the jacket I wanted. So that was really nice. So nice. it was fun. I had a great time despite the energy being sucked out of the room all at once. But, uh, hmm. um, but yeah, it was good. Yeah. And then a little sneak peek to next week, I'm going to Arizona for Thanksgiving. Uh, so I'll be down, uh, Mr. Montgomery's way here shortly, but, yeah. um, We'll have to coordinate on when you'll be around. You can I also got to coordinate. I'm still so torn on like which way to go, which way to drive. Cause it's like, uh-huh. I kind of want to make the most out of, I don't, I don't, I, I like when, every time we go down there, we've flown. So I'm oh, like, take the East route then you've gone, gone through Vegas plenty of times. I'm sure. Yeah. Oh yes. But I've yeah. never gone through Kingsman, Arizona, which is where Ed, King, you, Kingman is Kingman. There's nothing good about Kingman. <laughs> Um, do you remember that this is America episode where Sasha Baron Cohen's character said that he wanted to build a mega mosque in Kingman, Arizona at a community <laughs> meeting? Yeah, I've forgotten that. Um, and they're all, and he's like, they're going to essentially build like the largest mosque outside of the Middle East in Kingman, Arizona. And he's telling all of these Kingman, Arizona residents that, and, uh, it's pretty, it's, it's pretty it's pretty yeah. funny. <laughs> yeah, there there is nothing good about Kingman except that it does have oh, what's the name of it? Culver's. There's a Culver's there. Oh. They have a gluten free bun. Oh, so it's a regular size for me on on that drive. I almost forgot the main thing I wanted to tell you about. Tell you social hour wise. Okay, you ready for this? Fresh? It's not, but it is getting long. It's looking great. Thank you. I appreciate that. What I was going to tell you is that yesterday. Um, so I like, I had a particularly like long, annoying, frustrating work day. Uh, and I was just really tired and Carly had like a similar thing uh, with her work and we were just like both exhausted and we had some like friend stuff that was going on that was, I was just like, oh man, we should just 
and Carly said, we should do something. We should like order dinner, get dinner for ourselves tonight. And I was like, yeah, like let's not make dinner. Let's, let's go, let's get something we want. And yeah. so Smart. I was like, let's get sushi. Um, and we live in daybreak and the sushi, that place that we, know, we get from in the area that we like the most is tsunami, which is at the, in the river bottoms in South Jordan. Right. Mm-hmm. So to get down there, we can go to hundred, hundred, uh, on 114th down to the river bottoms, 106th either way. Okay. So in this instance, uh, I ordered, ordered online going down to pick it up, make, I'm making my way down 114th South and I'm like at the district area and I'm like, okay, which way do you, is probably is fastest to get down there. And I'm glad I checked. Cause I really, I, I don't always just like search on my phone, which way is the fastest way to get somewhere that I go pretty frequently. Yeah. And it's like, you know, six, six 30 in the evening. Um, and I click the button and I, and I'm only like a few miles away at the, I mean, um, you know, it's, it's, it's not that far, maybe a little more than 10 minutes normally, but my phone says 45 minutes to get there. And I'm like, what? All right. All right. I was like, I was like, are you, wait, what's happening? And I look at the Apple maps and then Google maps. Cause I was like, is something like wrong here? And yeah. there's just solid blocks of red for like, from like 32nd West all the way down to after 13th West. And I was like, oh, oh man, on every road, I was like, what could possibly be happening? And then I start noticing that every street light and every all the lights in the houses and all of the stoplights are it's all just pitch black. And I start noticing oh. that it's like way too dark. Yeah. And the power is completely out everywhere for like blocks and apparently it affected like half of South Jordan, Riverton and Draper. And there was this gigantic, I don't, I don't know if like a transformer went down. I'm not sure. There were explosions that happened, I heard. But an earlier, our lights flickered and Carly thought it was a ghost. And I was like, that's yeah, probably fine. Turns out it was this. Hi. So sad it's not a ghost, but sad, me, me too. totally explainable. So every single stoplight was a four way stop during what is essentially like the tail end of rush hour traffic. <laughs> Yeah, and it took people. I was looking at Twitter, and there was it took took people hours to get home. Um, I am a little bit more savvy than the average commuter, so I know my way through neighborhoods and like navigated my way down to tsunami through just net neighborhoods the whole way, and I, and it was very fast. Um, it, well compared to what it would have been. Yeah. Um, got there right after they finished making finished the sushi and pa- had it packed up, ready to go. I. I was like, I wonder what going home, which is going to be the fastest way. Um, and it told me to like go on the freeway, go to Bangor and go all the way around all of that mess, mm-hmm. which I didn't do. I took neighborhoods back the same way. But as I was going back, I realized that the lights started turning on and I watched the lights in the neighborhoods go on with me. All that to oh. say, like driving through just pitch black neighborhoods with no street lights, no house lights or anything was bizarre. Like I. Yeah realize that every time I've been somewhere where the power has been out, it's like never at night that I'm, I'm like cognizant of. And it's also, uh, I'm like home when the power is out. I think I've never been in a situation where I'm driving through a pitch black neighborhood and just the power. It was very, it felt very apocalyptic. Anyway, yeah. I've been talking for like 15 minutes, but yeah, that's what I, we had a poly shore interlude in that time. So <laughs> that's right. Cool. Um, I, I will say like in this small town, uh, because of the presence of the Vatican Observatory Telescope mm-hmm. technology, there's it, there's another T in there for some reason. Anyway, uh, all of the streets are dark here all the time. That's and fascinating. I, it's not dark in the day. But, yeah. Uh, 
it's really lovely. Um, and I go. Mine was. I was kind of just scared because I was like, "Yeah, um, I, I think that's fair." You're in, out in like you know. I was driving through suburban neighborhoods. You've got beautiful yeah. country out there, and I'm yeah. just like, "This country is road. feels like everyone." Yeah, you're you're getting taken home via country roads, and I'm just yeah. driving suburbia and pitch black, and I'm just very frightened. But anyway, yeah. yeah. Anyway, that's what I've been up to. The sushi was good, <laughs> so. <laughs> Yeah. Found a new role that we really loved. Also, they're really tsunami is very good about food allergies. So that's that's one of the main reasons we go there. Nice. Um, anywho, Trevor, what's up with you? What's going on? Um, I also had sushi for dinner nice. tonight, but my sushi was just like from Smith's. I didn't want to make dinner tonight, um, but I did go shopping because I ran out of coffee and a couple other essentials and while I was there, I was like, should I buy some food for dinner or should I just go get some crappy sushi? And I got crappy sushi. So relatable. I understand what you, what you mean. Sushi. I'm with nice. you. <laughs> <laughs> We're the same. <laughs> yeah. So we are. What, kind of, what, what kind of sushi rolls are you, you working with over there? That one was, uh, it was a tempura shrimp and nice. avocado and it was covered in um, spicy mayo and I think eel sauce and then they put temp, like temp, some yeah. flaky stuff on it. i don't know what the flaky stuff is but it's like crunchy stuff on the outside yeah tempura and spicy mayo is such a good mix yeah i just have to say it's pretty good are you a uh um sriracha with your sushi kind of person no i became one i don't use like soy sauce for sushi or tamari or anything like that i only use sriracha and it's so right. good it's so good. Sapa yeah. got me onto that because the, yeah. uh, because it's, they always like on their on their plates they put like a little dab of uh of sriracha sometimes on on I don't know if it's every plate but like some of them yeah and uh, then I learned I really love that so yeah. I usually just eat it with whatever stuff they put on it like the spicy mayo or the eel sauce or whatever yeah um and then maybe like a little dab of soy sauce. But mm-hmm. like maybe I just eat with whatever they have. I love it. But um, other than that, I'm trying to think. Um, really? Yeah. I haven't gone and done anything. We did go watch. No, we didn't go watch a movie. I watched Gladiator again and remembered how good that movie is. Nice. Okay. Um, kind of on just like a, I need to watch something to keep me busy. Mm-hmm. And that was one of the first things that popped up on Netflix. Uh, that's a really good movie. I always kind of like think of it as just like kind of a throwaway Russell Crowe movie until I start watching it and realize that it's genuinely just a very good movie. And I really, really like it. That was, uh, I almost got a tattoo. I almost thought I was going to get a tattoo for, with um, something from that movie at one point. Ooh. Did. I don't think I will. I think I changed my mind on that one. I know what you should get. You get into live sometimes with some of that stuff. You get into some hairy territory with uh, some of the um, iconography. Mm-hmm. You, you know what I'm talking about? Mm-hmm. No. Sometimes. Oh well. <laughs> There's a certain type Roman. of guy that has like ancient Roman or Greek. Oh, uh, that kind of thing. Yeah, yeah. No, it wasn't anything like that. I was yeah, going to no. get a. I was going to get yeah. a line from the movie. I know what you should um, get Trevor. What should I get? The famous line, are you not entertained? <laughs> uh, in Comic Sans. Okay. Uh, like size 72 point font. 
Right. Running down from your chest to your stomach. It's like straight down the sternum. <laughs> no, I mean like all the way, like each. Oh, word just like the big circle thing. Yeah. Gotcha. Okay. Yeah, the whole thing just no. Probably won't do that. No, I was gonna get the, and now I'm gonna get the line wrong. Um, but it's a line where he's talking about uh, his wife and his kid um, after they died, where he said like. It was in his prayers that he said two or three times, like, I only live to hold you again or something like that. Yeah. I just really like that line. It's pretty loud. That is a nice line. Something like that. Anyway. Um, yeah. So I watched Gladiator and then went to work. Worked in a weird place the other day. <laughs> we usually have every now and then you work in a place where it's like you got to have the proper like PPE. Like you got to have steel toed shoes or yeah. like hard hat and safety glasses. And like that's pretty standard pretty normal but we were working in a um kind of a laboratory setting oh cool and we had to like run wire uh through the ceiling of this laboratory from like an exterior door through an office space and then through this um laboratory space and for some reason i don't know who planned this but our panel is like in one of their laboratory like rooms they Mm. use like the old it they moved into the building they didn't build it but like the old IT closet slash like phone room server room turned into like one of their laboratory spaces. Yeah, that's so, that's not uncommon because they're usually like kept you know air conditioned and low humidity. Yeah, but it, it's like it's weird to take what is clearly like a, an IT closet and like repurpose it. I don't think yeah. I've seen that that often. In most places, like IT closets or like server rack rooms and that kind of stuff, usually mm-hmm. stay that kind of thing. You know what That's I mean? True. That's true. But they took out this the server rack that was in there, and they just kept all the phone and internet stuff on the wall and our security panel on the wall, and then just repurposed the room for a giant machine that does something. I don't know. I didn't ask. Mm-hmm. Um, but anyway, in this laboratory space, it's all like a super clean environment. So we had to wear. To go around this thing, we had to wear face masks and hair nets and gloves and like a reusable like lab coat kind of thing. Yeah. Um, and we had to. Environment. Yeah. And, and like booties on our shoes and the whole thing. And every time we went into this space and then out of the space, we had to either put it on or take it off. And mm-hmm. it was just. Uh, we've dealt with like PPE type stuff before, but I don't think I've ever done like a lab environment like that where we just had to like. And they were very strict about it. Like some places with PPE, it's like just keep it on as you go through the place because you don't necessarily have to like take it off. You know what I mean? Like you can just wear your hard hat like through the office and like nobody cares, right? Yeah. But this place, they were like, no, you have to take it off because this is the clean area and this is the unclean area and you can't cross contaminate the whole Mm. thing. So you got to like pass through this room and change in and out of it. And then, yeah, it was was weird. It was cool. Mm. Never done that before. What was the company name? I'm not going to tell you that. (laughs) (laughs) I can't like, so I think I've talked to you guys about this before, like with the company that I work for, I don't even want to say the name of the company I work for, even though if you put two and two together, you could probably figure it out or at least get a good guess. The alarm company. Yeah. No, (laughs) no, I like, because like for the nature of the work that we do, I don't want to talk about our customers and clients because we do like security systems and people like Mm -hmm. sometimes get weird about that stuff. And, we also have like a policy at work where we can't represent or appear to represent the company in any kind of like media fashion. Yeah. And I feel sense. like this qualifies as that. So I don't want to. <laughs> yeah. 
cross that line even a little bit. But I think you're right. We are a media juggernaut. Yeah. Mm. Yeah. Good point. We really are. So, but anyway, that's uh, pretty much all I've been up to. Nice. Matt, what's going on with you? I know you went to a very interesting place the other day that I was loving the pictures from. Yeah. So, not a lot uh, happened up till Saturday, except that we've been giving little Scott uh, some mushy pear type stuff that, you know, like baby food pears. Uh, okay. And it's been fun to watch meet that. That's all. <laughs> How so Scott's like two I always get the like actual times wrong, but he's like three months old, four months old? How he old is, is he? Five months old. Five months? Yeah. Okay. So he's I'm like on ticking. Not quite to the appropriate time to feed him soda and limes and all the fun stuff, but like I was not planning on feeding him soda <laughs> at this time now. <laughs> That's my favorite thing. Like, it's a stupid thing to be your favorite thing, but that's my favorite thing about babies is like the first time they have foods like that. Yeah, I get that. Because they just think that you're going to give them something delicious. So they put a lime in their mouth and then they freak out. It's very funny. I'm I really mean, excited for you to experience that for the first time. Yeah, I'm excited to give them all sorts <laughs> of foods. Um, fast forward to Saturday, though. Uh, so our friend Ian is down in Tucson doing some coaching. Uh, so I said, well, if you're in Tucson, we're going to meet you there. And, uh, so we did. Um, but on the way, so you take us 191 South from where I am. Yeah. Uh, until you get to the town or not a town, uh, to 10 West, no East West, <laughs> you take 10, uh, I 10 West probably about 10 minutes and you start seeing signs for this thing called the thing. Uh, and it's very nonspecific about what it is. Yeah. Um, but we said, well, we're going to stop. We've got time to kill. So let's see what this thing is. all about. <laughs> and we did. And uh, I'm not going to spoil it for anybody who hasn't seen it and would like to uh, certainly do do your reading if you'd like, <clears throat> but it's uh, it's basically like an old, like roadside tourist trap attraction. Um, it has forty eight hundred reviews on <laughs> Google. Yeah, it seems like a lot out, out in the middle of nowhere. Yeah, I think is that technically it's it says Benson. Is that yeah? Benson, Benson is Arizona. the closest town. Um, it's. It's probably about 10 minutes outside the Benson border. There's also a town or an unincorporated community called Dragoon. Yeah, Dragoon is the the unincorporated community where this gas station is, where this is housed. They have a uh, sculpture garden, Rattlesnake Ranch Sculpture Garden in Dragoon. I don't know if you went there. No, Ranch Sculpture Garden. I'll have to check that out. Were Were you going to Tucson? Yeah, we were going to Tucson. This looks, huh? There's a a big dinosaur statue here. <laughs> there were a lot of dinosaur statues at this thing. This looks You're like almost to Mexico, right? At, at that point, uh, it's yeah, a bit further south. But how far? How long would it take you to get to Mexico? It's like looks like the distance between like. Uh, so you gotta go through to Salt Lake, Salt Lake. 
Well, you could say on 191, it's probably about an hour. Okay. From so probably about two hours from me. <clears throat> There's a place called Sunizona. Yeah. Sunizona. S U N I Z O or SUNY. I'm assuming it's Sunizona because that's. I think the, you're right. I've, when that sounds most like Arizona. Yeah. They're like probably not SUNY Zona because I don't know. This That'd is be the place where it would be the one place in Arizona where you get some sun. So <laughs> yeah, Sunizona. Yeah, that's why they uh, call. Flagstaff, the one place where you can see flags flying. Yeah. 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 Um, anyway, uh, so we see this and it's amazing. It is well worth the $10 it costs for both of us to go see it. Uh, I posted photos on my Instagram. If you want to see those, go check them out. Uh, I don't remember my Instagram handle. Matthew Montgomery, I think. Let's see. Uh, I mean, yeah. I thought it was just uh, Matt Montgomery. It's not. It is full, it's full, full thing. Wow. Yeah, somebody probably had Matt Montgomery, and I was like, well, whatever. Um, yeah, it's my most recent post as of Wednesday, November fifteenth, twenty twenty-three. Nice. Um, and you can see what it is at the very end. But uh, if you have designs on seeing it, don't you don't have to spoil it for yourself. Let the mystery guide you. I'm I'm about to spoil it. Yeah, I think that's fine, but it's it it's something. Uh, so there's that. Um, I'm not sure about this. Mall. <laughs> <laughs> it's uh yeah, I can tell you more about it if you want, Trevor. But. It, um, later. Yeah, you you should. Just I have two main questions, and neither of them are really like. I don't the podcast. <laughs> I don't think it's ethically questionable. I'll put it that way. Okay, that's good to know. What, this thing? Yeah. <laughs> yeah it, okay. Yeah. <laughs> there you go. Uh, so yeah, we go to an antique mall, uh, which is, you know, always a good time. Um, and then went and had Indian food with Ian at a place called Saffron that was really good. Um, nice. Probably top 10 Indian food for me. Probably not Ooh. top five. Okay. Uh, great experience. Good food. And uh, came home the next day, and I've been here ever since. I love it. Uh, I a great time. I watched the movie Possession yesterday. <laughs> Wait, which... Possession? Possession. That's the Diane Lane one, right? No, no, that's the uh, that's the nineteen eighty one. Yep, I love that movie. On Andrzej Zulawski. I don't know how to pronounce Polish names. Yeah, that's um, an extremely bullish. becomes a V, so that's something. I, um, that movie really <laughs> got to me. Yeah, it was, it was great, uh, but. Yeah, that one really freaked me out. It was like, what did I say? Oh, my review on Letterboxd was, this was utterly exhausting from start to finish. Yep. But I gave it four and a half out of five. I, I loved that movie. I thought it, it was great. It was excellent, but. So there's my movie watching for the week. Uh, watch Great British Bake Off. Uh, and we will now, for the next five minutes, spoil everything that's happened up till now. <laughs> Fast forward five minutes. and uh, Perfect. That was one thing that I was dying to say when we had Colin on. And he was talking about his draft and how there are only like three episodes in. But there's like six episodes out or something like that, right? Yeah. One of his picks was like the one to go in the next episode that they were going to watch. 
Yeah. I don't know. I, I really wanted to spoil it, but then I, I'm trying to do this thing where I'm trying to do things that are funny for everybody and not just funny for me. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> it change your face. Realize I do this a lot where like I do things that are funny, but to me only. And some of the people that I'm doing them to might not think that they're funny. I think that's actually like bullying a little bit. So yeah. <laughs> Trying to, right. trying to stop doing that kind of behavior. I think it's okay to make jokes that you're the only person that thinks they're funny, though. Yeah. There's real quality there. <laughs> have you guys... Speaking of jokes I think are funny, have you guys seen people unearthing Travis Kelsey's old tweets from like 13 years ago? <laughs> I saw the one. No. Oh, what was the one the, about the squirrel? Yes. <laughs> so this one is Taylor Swift in 2011. From when your Brooklyn broke my skin and bones, I'm a soldier who's returning half her weight and did the twin flame bruise paint you blue just between us? Did the love affair maim you too? Travis Kelsey in 2020, in 2011. I just gave a squirrel spelled S-Q-U-I-R-L-E, a, p- a piece spelled wrong, of bread, and it straight smashed all of it. I had no idea they ate bread like that. Haha, ha, hashtag crazy. Oh, that's a hashtag crazy. Makes it even better. It's so funny. He's had like so many hilarious tweets. I, yeah, probably. He must have been. Um, oh, I didn't realize he was suspended for a year in college. I didn't know that either. For what? Uh, testing positive for marijuana. Oh, that's boring. I know. <laughs> Sounds like a cool dude. Yeah. Oh, wow. Travis Kelsey is my age. <laughs> yeah. It, depressing, isn't it? Yeah. Uh, I'm, I'm, what I'm he's, he's getting at age, here is not that... even six foot five, Trevor. <laughs> dude, and then he, he, like Brand started unearthing his tweets like, Taco Bell, Olive Garden, and Chipotle all found old oh, tweets geez. Travis Kelsey's where he referenced each one. But he did say, went from class to therapy. Now I need some Chipotle. And then I'm off to check out my new apartment <laughs> in 2011. Uh, He's I just the full himbo back then. It's fun. I miss those days of Twitter. where It was you, really far. You just tweeted what you were thinking at the time. Yeah. That really was because 2011 was when I got Twitter. Uh, it was my senior year of high school. Oh, and wow. um, yeah, I got Twitter then and I was like, it was literally I remember explaining the concept of a hashtag to like a fellow student and it was really funny. But That's yeah. Amazing. All right. Should um, we do it? Should we talk about RSL? actually talk about RSL? Oh, but first, but first, Utah Royals have signed a player. Nice. Um, Who is it? Can I can I? pick a bone real quick about this Mm -hmm. i saw several several i think i saw one or two like prominent national nwsl people call this the first player in franchise history and i don't like that gross that's really fun i love that they're really saying are they really (laughs) how factually wrong it is like i understand where they're coming from are they gonna do this though like is that what's gonna happen i freaking hope not because like it's the utah royals like when I understand when eventually we refer to the inaugural season, like it's are they gonna say it's twenty twenty four? I that's I'm hoping they that they don't do like another inaugural season. I think the the line of thinking, and I haven't like asked anybody or seen anybody talk about this, is you know how like uh San Jose was a team and then they got like moved to like Houston and Houston yeah. like 
kept those and then they went champion, or whatever they turned in yeah we stole for lack of a better word the team from kansas city and then yeah. it went back to kansas city so like the first run through of the Utah Royals could be argued that it's actually the Kansas city team. Right. But <sighs> I, the more I grow up and like, re, like this is a thing that happens in sports. It happened in hockey, a whole bunch. There's a bunch of teams that have been bought and sold and moved and it's happened in other sports. And some of those teams like keep that history when they move, which like mm. part of me kind of gets, but the other it's, it doesn't make any sense. It's kind of silly. Yeah. I don't view this version, this new reiteration of Utah Royals as like a new franchise. No, it's not. A I new understand franchise. that it's like an expansion team technically, but like, yeah, it's the same team. Mm-hmm. Yeah, it's not the same people running it, but same team, it's the same, same team. Name. Same. I'm going to bring all the Royals stuff that I bought two and three years ago to the games, and I'm going to wear them. I keep. Yeah. I still wear them. I still have it. Like definitely wearing my old jersey. Yeah, I. It's the same team. So. Yep. Just very quickly want to nip that in the bud. This is not the first signing for the franchise. This is the first signing for the new team starting in 2024. Yeah. For our new roster. I mean, it it, it flies in the face of American sports ownership, right? And that model of franchise meant. Yeah. Um, but but really teams like the history of teams belong to the community. Yeah. The teams may not, but the history does. Yeah. So agreed. Anyway. Royals have a, a player officially on the books that they can announce. There's still like a free agent window that opens up at some point before the expansion yeah. draft. Um, but they can't sign or announce any players until that actually opens up. So that's part of what the holdup is. And I think that's the 20th. So five days from now is when the Royals can like start going after free. Ag- well, anybody can, but the Royals can actively start getting free agents and stuff. And that player is Trevor. Do you want to take this? Michaela Clough, formerly Colahan. But anyway, um, she played for Davis High. She's from Utah. Played for Davis High, went to BYU, got drafted to the Orlando Pride, and was there for the last two seasons, I think. Yeah. And is now coming to the Royals. Love it. Did not play a whole heck of a lot. Um, I think she scored two goals and had like one assist, something like that. The numbers weren't like mind blowing, but she was, uh, she's young. Um, she's a good player. Um, I don't think she's going to be like the face of the franchise really, but it makes a lot of sense for the team to go after or to get a local signing, um, as a first signing. Yeah. I think everybody kind of was hoping it would be Ashley Hatch, but I think that's a little bit unrealistic. Yeah, I don't think the spirit are going to be extremely willing to let her go. She's one of the best players in the league or one of the best goal scorers anyway, and has been for several years, but it's not completely out of the realm of possibility yet, but it's, no, I like uh, the shirt. I like the shirt that, uh, that Michaela's wearing in, in the yeah. announcement. Did you see that shirt? I saw the shirt and I saw you the saw scarf. Shirt? I really like that scarf. Well, the shirt is a Kaye shirt. I should mention. Oh, okay. I, didn't see the scarf which i should look for now it's on the utah royals fc page mm, yes oh yeah yeah i think it looks nice okay oh dang she she commanded a lot of real estate on that uh on the instagram grid 
<laughs> she got four posts. Five, technically. If you can't Wait, is that five? Anything. The video? Is that her? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, the, the player tease. I think they may, like, I get wanting to tease your first player, right? Yeah. Um, and I don't think there are negative repercussions here. Uh, but but certainly you you tease big signings in a certain way. And you don't tease small signings in another way. And you don't tease potentially good signings mm-hmm. in that same way, right? Um, that's It's neither here nor there, really. But it, it makes it look like it's a huge signing, right? Well, the silhouetted player. Yeah, but it's also the first player that they get to announce yeah. in the roster. So, like, even if she's not, like, like I said, like Ashley Hatch, or, like, a U.S. national team player or something like that, like... She's the first one on the roster, so yeah, that says yeah. that's something. Yeah, I, I don't have major problems with it, but you know, I'm sure they would have hoped from a PR perspective that they could have announced someone with a bigger profile first, right? Yeah, yeah, but I, I don't think, I, I think that they probably specifically did this one first because of the Utah ties. Yeah, I don't think this is right. the first player that they scouted and first player that they were interested in trading for like actually no it's explicitly not because i i uh talked to amy at kaya after like the week she was hired and she was had players in mind so like yeah did she tell you those players she did but i'm not (laughs) repeating (laughs) there's doesn't listen to this podcast Uh, maybe she does though yeah she might not but there might be other wandering ears who do (laughs) Hmm. I'm sure that there are going to be more trades before the expansion draft. Historically in NWSL, there's several trades. A lot of teams use the, just like in MLS, they use um, trades to secure their roster. And that was actually a condition of this trade is that no Orlando pride player will be taken um, in the expansion draft by the Royals. Um, my understanding is they already did that with Bay FC, who's also doing the expansion draft at the same time. So Orlando has secured themselves to not lose any other players um, by trading. And I'm sure that there are going to be other teams that are going to be willing to do that trade to okay. protect themselves in the expansion draft. Yeah, Have you ever looked at an Instagram post where literally yes. every single, <laughs> yes, where <laughs> literally every single comment is positive, like for a <laughs> club, like it, they had um, their, their announcement, like they had the teaser video for her. And then the announcement that's, of who it is it's our first crown jewel welcome to their home to the royals and literally every single one of the comments on this post is excited about it so respect for that because i with this club man with this org that's pretty rare i was gonna say uh when they used to post ruby or rubin a lot pretty much every single thing was just a bunch of guatemalan flags yeah that's, that's true i love that stuff too yeah yeah so there you go there's your uh, yeah. update royals Show. have a player and a coach nice and uh, we're and off the, the next item in the dock is exit interviews happened today you can't hear and me yesterday on the mic can you a little bit but it's yeah, fine. Oh, no. the ruse is up they know Trevor knows especially that this was not in the dock the whole time. Yeah. Oh, and I'm watching it type it. Yeah, I was gonna say. So lots that. of video out there. Some of it's worth watching of it. You know, some of it's not. 
Caleb Turner and RSL season pass. And I think RSL show posted a couple. Um, if you want to go watch, get some bits and pieces, but a lot of it, to be honest, is exactly what you'd expect. It's the kind of questions you'd expect and the kind of answers you expect. A lot of, how do you think this year went? How do you think we can improve next year? Yeah. Yeah. The most interesting one was Danny's, right? Yeah. There's, there were a couple questions and answers that were kind of fun. Danny was specifically asked about his contract dispute in the middle of the season. And I think he gave as political an answer as he could until he kind of gave a few more details. Yeah. One of those details he shared. Basically like he basically laid it out that he thought that he was going to get an extension. Um, He was trying to get an extension and that's why he held himself out for a couple games and held himself out of training and stuff like that. Separated yeah. himself from the team was to get an extension that he felt he was owed. Yeah. Whether he was like promised it or whether he just feels like he deserves one, whatever he felt he was owed one and stayed out for a few games. And then he said he came back um, because he felt like he was letting down the team and his teammates. And he wanted to come back and show his teammates that, uh, he was there for his teammates, regardless of what the front office is doing. Yeah, uh, clearly he didn't get his extension at the time. Nope. Um, and then he ended his um, answer by saying, um, basically, with his conversations with the front office throughout that time, uh, he wants to be here. He's he's happy in Salt Lake, but yeah. he doesn't think that the organization want wants him back. He explicitly said, "I don't think they want me back." Right? Yeah. 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 Which, there's uh, club. There's club. I mean, okay, there's, so there's as a, a reminder, Danny Musovsky is still on his rookie contract, I think. So he, he played at Las Vegas Lights, so it would be his second. No, he was on loan to the Lights from LAFC. Oh, yeah. Okay, so I'm pretty okay. sure he's still on a rookie contract. He's on a, his salary is like $90,000. Yeah, let's see. Oh no, hold on. So he was with the Earthquakes in eighteen. Did they draft him? I can't oh, remember. Yeah, so he was drafted by the Earthquakes. Um, went How on he? to Reno FC. Something, something. Hold on. Was I'm released at the end of their twenty eighteen anyway. season. Then he did go to Reno permanently. Yeah. Okay. Okay. And then so he joined LAFC. It's not a rookie contract. He just signed a very inexpensive contract. Yeah, with, well, with LAFC of all teams, how how did he live in LA making ninety thousand dollars a year? I mean, so the team can can provide housing subsidies without an okay. salary. Cap. Yeah, okay, that's got to be okay. That makes sense. I suspect um, he was actually even lower than that. Uh, yeah, because it's gone up year over year. So it, I think at the time it was probably like in the seventies, but seventies or eighties. Yeah. Anyway. Yeah. But probably just a probably a standard three plus two or something. Yeah, pretty. Anyway, so he's he was on a multi-year deal. Yeah, uh, he would have signed in 2020, and at the end of this season, yeah, his deal's up, so it's a three-year deal. Right. He was on a contract for not a lot of money in the grand scheme of MLS. Very little money in the grand scheme of MLS. Yeah, it was pretty productive for LAFC. Mm-hmm. Yeah, reasonably so. Five goals, one assist his first year, four goals, three assists. Yeah. Um, 11 goals in 53 games. That's one in five. It's not that bad. No, that's that bad, but certainly not starting material for an ambitious team in MLS, right? No, but Mm -hmm. if you're a guy that's getting 
substitute minutes and the occasional spot start. Yeah. I don't know. I mean, it's not. Yeah. Not bad. So the, th- the talking point has become look how much he gets paid compared to Anderson Julio, compared to Rubio Rubin. Like they should pay yeah. this guy. And everyone, when he first went on his, his personal strike, he said, like, the, the word was that he felt like he was promised by the Real Salt Lake front office when he, agreed to come here like uh when when terms were agreed i don't I, it was a trade wasn't it so i don't, I don't know how exactly it was a trade I and i understand that they picked up his option and as part of picking up his option was oh they were like we'll get you a new deal after yeah yeah we're gonna pick up your option for this year but then we're we're planning to sign you to an extension was i think yeah. reported by tom bogert when yeah. it was originally yep. his strike thing started happening yeah and so that didn't happen. Uh, it was pretty clear that I, I know RSL was p- willing to pay him a lot more. They were willing to pay him less than what he felt like he or he was he should be paid. Which, comparing to how much we pay Rubio, Ruby, and Anderson, Julio, I don't think was too outlandish, quite honestly. But um, I, I, I'm kind of I'm with you, Trevor. I know you've talked about this, and I, th- I thought I just saw you say this maybe today, but like or yesterday. It's just a really bad look <laughs> to just like like as as much as I know we're like on on players sides with uh you know with contract negotiations and all that kind of thing for like um, in almost every case just like pulling yourself away from the team in yeah. a crucial stretch of the season is a bad look and it's not a good way to get anyone on your side um yeah so that's the funny thing to me is he says in the interview today or yesterday, whichever day it was, uh, that that he decided to do that and that uh, apparently the front office didn't like that. <laughs> yeah. Uh, which, Shock. of course they didn't, um, especially if they were op- you know, operating in good faith. In the negotiating process, offer, right? yeah. Which, what I, from what I heard, is they were offering him – a significant raise, like a six X raise, and he wanted yeah. like a nine or eight X raise. Yeah, yeah. So to which, be a hand level player, right? Yeah, uh, would which, be his, his request. Yeah, I I think we've kind of hashed this out a little bit before. I know I've talked to Matt about it. I don't remember if it was on Pod, but basically, he can get paid in free agency. Yeah, he and will I get paid in free agency. He, he will get paid in free agency. And I think that he was asking for like, in theory, if he's asking for the maximum that he could get in free agency, RSL is offering him less than that, which is still significantly more than he's getting paid now. He would still get a huge raise. But if you're Danny, you want to get the most you can. And I I can't really fault the guy for that. Um, I can't really fault the front office for trying to sign him to less than that. Mm -hmm. Right? Yeah. But – I can fault a player for getting mad about not getting a signing and deciding to hold himself out for like four games in a crucial part of the season. And you're kind of a crucial part of this team. Elliot Fall said it today in in his interview when he talked about it, and he gave way less details and, and did not go into a whole lot of this. But he was asked directly about it, and he did admit that Danny was a key contributor to this team throughout the whole season. He scored yeah. – he was one of the top goal scorers on the team, um, yeah. but you can't take yourself out with four game for four games in the middle of a playoff push. Like you can't do that. 
and also as, as happy about it, right? Yeah, and, and but also as a front office, I don't think you can bring a guy and say, "Hey, we're going to pick up your option where you're going to make no money, and you're going to be a key part of this team, and we're going to pay you when the time comes," and then kind of renege on that. Yeah. So. At the end of the day, I think both teams, both teams, both sides just didn't handle any of this well at all. And I mean, I think it's obvious now that Danny's probably not coming back. And if he did come back, it would be kind of weird. Um, I, <laughs> Perfect for this team. I really think like it, both teams, both sides played their hand and they didn't play it very well. And everybody's just got to move on. I, I wouldn't expect Danny to come back. I kind of hope he doesn't just because like, that's not the good move. The good move now is just to be like, all right, man, we tried, we screwed up. Everybody screwed up. This was bad. Let's just move on. So you know who I think really screwed up in this? Whom? His agent. Yep. Yeah. What, what agent is recommending to a player, like go on a personal strike. Uh, the interesting thing about this is CBA very explicitly bars players from doing that. And RSL would be well within their rights, or not RSL, but MLS would be within their rights enumerated in the CBA to basically unilaterally extend his contract another year. Because he didn't fulfill his uh, contractual duties this year. Uh, Yeah, that's a... And it's very specific about that. So if he's getting off on, if he's not having that happen, which I think that'd be a harsh penalty. Uh, and he's not. lucky to evade that basically exactly. he's like he's like there's a union and a union contract <laughs> for a reason like yeah uh, it doesn't strengthen the players union by doing something like that exactly so yeah. pro sport management group get your act no it's, that's a good, that's a really good point i don't think we well, talked well, about that when this that's when another this part of it like it, when I was listening to Danny, it made it seem like he was doing it on the recommendation of his representation to like hold himself out. I don't think it was like Danny's idea to hold himself out. But, yeah, that's his agent. Like that's why but, you have an agent, right? Yeah, <laughs> you negotiate these positions. And when Elliot, and again, I'm reading between the lines here and kind of maybe reading what I want to read into it. But when Elliot was talking about it, he specifically mentioned like talking to Danny and Danny's representation. And yeah. in negotiations with Danny and Danny's representation <sighs> and just the way he landed on those words, like made it seem like Elliot really didn't like it, how his representation handled it, which I'm sure <laughs> again is like another, like just angle to this whole thing where just none of it was done professionally, maturely a, a way yeah. you want any of this to be handled by anybody on either side of this thing. So it's a fun, I mean, fun's the wrong word, but it's a fun little footnote in the 2023 season and i no, really just like <laughs> we just like let's move on we're done yeah yep it was, and, it was, and it's a he, dumb part of a dumb season for what is currently <laughs> kind of a dumb team so yeah whatever hey man it's not that it's not <laughs> hey man <laughs> um should we start backward from should we? Yeah, let's stick with Masovsky and let's work backward a little bit. Okay. Because um, Danny Masovsky took the final penalty. Yeah. In RSL. Oh, we didn't even. Uh, oh my god. We didn't talk about the game yet. Season. Yeah. I don't think we need to go in depth in this game. Uh, we should no. talk about penalties. 
Because I think there's a meaningful discussion to be had there. Uh, well, and, basically, uh, we gave up another goal to Corey Baird. <laughs> yeah. Um, and Corey there Baird. are RSL fans who are mad at him for celebrating. Uh, uh, well, which like, is all you want. I love him. Yeah. Which is goofy. There's when you, gonna when you be trade fans, a player away, it's like, come there's on. There's going to be fans that are mad that a former player celebrates. And while you, I've said this before, while you are free to be a fan, however you want to be a fan, that's corny. If you get <laughs> yeah. mad at a guy for celebrating. Yeah. He, yeah. This is his job. His job is to play soccer and he, yeah. his job is to we score would, goals. He and scored we a would goal. love it if Chicho <laughs> celebrated hard against oh, LAFC. Yeah. Like, oh, please, come on. So much. Yeah, so. It's not, not classy or something like that. Anyway. Uh, he scored and then, uh, it was, it was a pretty, it was a, it was a classic RSL Houston match, quite honestly, like everything about it was very the same that we've had except for the home game where they just destroyed us. This was very much of the same, like, you know, that just battle grindy game, wildly boring. This feels, it feels very much like a Ben Olsen coach team. It's like we're playing DC United. Like yeah, back, it's like we were ago. literally playing the Open Cup 2013. Oh, no. uh, it was just, just oh. yeah, no, just it's such a grindy team. And yeah, yeah it was honestly like he's looking, just, yeah, yeah, just looking back at the game, I was trying to like do my own little like recap for it. It, it, it was just boring. Like yeah, the whole time during the game, there wasn't any. I mean, there was some exciting moments. Yeah, but it wasn't like good soccer. <laughs> it was just a boring game yeah yeah it wasn't awesome but um what was awesome was diego luna scoring a extremely clinical headed goal yeah uh, in the second half to where he got like weirdly open on a on a really nice cross was it from oviedo it was from oviedo yeah oviedo played in like a dime of a cross and like no one tracked diego luna at all um and he just found himself like at the six wide open Mm-hmm. And he had the presence of mind to head it down. <laughs> like, I don't know how many times we've seen RSL players head the ball, try to like make that, make that play and hit it over and head it over. But Diego Luna headed the ball into the ground as you are often taught. And it bounces up and goes in and beats Beautiful. Steve Clark. It was so good. Beer bar went absolutely nuts. It was so fun. That was the best, obviously the best part of the night. I suffered for the rest of the game, but yeah. Um, so we were on our way to the Indian place with Ian in the car. Listen. Yeah. To oh, it was, it was so great. That was just a really, really awesome moment. Um, um, I'm going to say the commentary on Sirius XM. Absolute worst commentary I've ever. Really? <laughs> absolute worst. Uh, Who's commentating? I don't, I have no idea, but um, Diego Luna. They talked about Diego Luna. Great. Um, did you know he's he's called Starboy? Starboy. Starboy. No, I did not. not know that. Not well, Moonboy. I I've seen Moonboy, but I I yeah. know that uh, MLS has been kind of calling him Starboy too. Oh, have they? So, yeah, I, that's awful. Here's I think the they just I, did a post about about that but i don't like Starboy or moon boy as nicknames but like if you're gonna go like i mean his name is Luna, so at it, least... you gotta go Lo- moon boy his name yeah. is friggin luna i thought <laughs> i saw um mls do a Starboy thing but it, anyway um a little and, beside the point yeah just awful commentary though yeah that's Throughout. really funny 
I usually so, can tune it out on TV though. So listening on the radio is a little harder to do that. There was a big moment that happened. Um, Chicho came in at half. I should, I should yes. mention, which was a good sub. We saw Julio start again for some reason. Um, he's a warm body. You know, I'm even more fascinated by the reason by the, the, based on what we saw, what I was leading up to the fact that we didn't start Danny Musovsky here instead of Anderson Julio blows my mind because this is what I'm saying. <laughs> we subbed in Anderson Julio or we sorry, we subbed out Anderson for for Chicho and then we subbed in Danny Musovsky for for uh Saverino who uh I will say probably came off because he was limping. He did score his penalty, but it was like literally right before penalties. So if he couldn't stay on the field it was because he like literally could not stay on the field. So Saverino comes off in like the 90 80 late 80s early 90s whatever. Um, for Danny Musovsky, not Demir Krylock, Demir Krylock, who scored his penalty, Sovereigno, who scored his penalty the other day against Houston. We put on Danny Musovsky, who has not played uh, consistent minutes for this team at all since he went on strike. And then got injured. And then got injured. Perhaps as a result of not training and then being thrust right back into a game. But I don't know. Yeah. Who knows? So he gets injured. <laughs> um. And then he doesn't play for a while. And then he gets put into essentially just to take a penalty. Yeah. Against yeah. Houston. Hasn't kicked the ball. Oh, Apparently just to kick, take the penalty. Yeah. According to people who were at training was missing his penalties. Was <laughs> he really? That's what Josh said. Yeah. Yeah. That is not what Pablo Mascherini said, who said he was burying all of his penalties. Okay. Well, Josh well, said. Pablo famously a uh, truth teller he never ever lies or embellishes um, or exaggerates anything so yeah that's pretty oh, fascinating josh okay. said he was at training and saw him missing so i i don't know right. anyway so danny gets in the game uh for <laughs> for Zavarino, and then as matt mentioned misses his penalty which seals our fate and loses the game Essentially, yeah. it set us up to lose the game. Uh, Diego Luna also missed his penalty. Uh, he's forgiven because we wouldn't have been there without him. Yep. Um, in in multiple games. In multiple games because oh, yeah, he scored yeah. the winning <laughs> penalty the last time. So it's like he's young and it's fine and people miss penalties. But it's just bizarre to put Danny in that position. I don't understand it at all. It it's, makes absolutely no sense to me. There's a lot of calling for... Demir to come in there. A Wait, lot of people were like, "Feels like the obvious one." He, he's literally the, like the, the captain one. of the team because but it is. We kind of touched on it. What's wrong with leaving Savarino in? I mean, Savarino, yeah, he was, Savarino literally can go ninety minutes in the game, but he can't kick one more ball. Yeah, assuming he was like the most charitable thing is that he looked injured. So I'm assuming he sure. came off because he was injured or was. But yeah, you're right. Can he not kick but one more time? If he's coming off because he's injured, why are you bringing him off at the very last? Like, why are you keeping him in the game? If he can't take a penalty, give Danny 10 or 15 minutes in the game instead of 30 seconds before. Like, if your plan is to put Danny on, put him on. Yeah. Yeah. He if got put on just to take a penalty, which if your it, plan is to bring somebody on to just take a penalty, Sava's probably fine at taking penalties. Dami is also an obvious choice to take a penalty. Yeah. So it's, uh, yeah, 
So Pablo, it's, it's about not that. as simple as we should have brought on Dami. Like there were other options that were also way better than Danny. Yeah. So Pablo talked about Danny that probably should have started in his exit interview. Uh, <laughs> media availability, really. Yeah. Uh, today, I believe. Um, and he said the reason he chose Masovsky, one, he was burying all of his penalties. Um, sh- sure. Uh, and two, uh, he wanted to change the cadence of penalties from the last game. Why? <laughs> That's a good question, because Demir Krylik took one of the best penalties I've seen him take at this club. Yep. Uh, it, was, it was. He roofed it. He roofed it. You, you don't save those penalties. Uh, and feeling like you need to then fool the goalkeeper by doing something different is classic Pablo Mastroini overthinking. Yep. I, well, okay. So my initial reaction is like, you have something that works. Why are you changing it? Mm-hmm. But and it works in like a statistically proven way. Yeah. But like at the same time, I don't think it's really overthinking to say, well, this same goalkeeper faced our guys five days ago in penalty kicks. Yeah. It's it probably does make sense to change it up a little bit. We changed change the, the order. order. We already it, did change, change the order. So did they. Yeah. And so like that part of it makes sense. I don't sure. think that's really overthinking it just to give him a different look at different guys at different times. But but I think the, the bringing on Masovsky, I th- you're that's gonna, where do, I think he, he just overthought it. Yeah. And I know we can't we can't so, really blame the coach for player actions. The order, I I just want to mention, the order for um, the first penalty shootout was Bossy, Chicho, Kataskia, Krylock, Ulferson, Savarino, Dorsey, Vera, Quinones, Luna. This one, we went Chicho, Kataskia went this first for them this time. We went Rubio or Beans, we were already switching up there. Then they went Ulferson. Then we went Luna. Then they went Bossy, who made his this time. Then we went Vera. Then they went Quinones. Then we went Masovsky. They went Dorsey. So they had the exact same five players taking. Changed up the order. Yeah. We'd made two different changes. We had Danny and Rubio Rubin taking penalties. And we already switched up with Rubio Rubin, who took a, a nice penalty. I Like, to not put Krylock in there, like, to not trust him to do that, I, I don't understand. Yeah. Like, I genuinely That's- just do not get it experience and still wears that armband right yes you yep. can't yeah <laughs> yes. i don't like you don't put your captain in to take a penalty like why why is he on the roster if you don't trust him in that moment like honestly yeah. like i don't i don't i don't it, i agree with matt it feels like a extremely pablo overthinking things because he does stuff like that sometimes and it drives me nuts but like mm-hmm. Out of all the stuff I've been mad at Pablo for, like this, that, like, <laughs> and as somebody who is documented on a tick on a real, so like TikTok saying Danny Musovsky is my favorite RSL player, maybe in jest, who knows? <laughs> this is before the strike. <laughs> like, this is one of the things that's made me most about most mad at Pablo for doing. Like, yeah, if Dan, if Demir goes in there and misses it, then that's just like you put your no, best players in there, and and, and they. Mad. It's yeah. a penalty shootout. It can go either way. Everyone understands this. We didn't beat Houston in regular time in any of the games. We would have escaped with a win if we put in Demir and he misses. It's fine. But you put in the guy that already bailed on the on the team. 
Yeah. That broke, you know, CBA uh, rules in order to just like do this personal strike who already is like really not loved by the fan base for doing that. And then you put him out there and he misses. It's like, well, and you put it, him out it's, there. It's like a huge I, what if, because like we've seen what Demir does for this club. He was the penalty taker for like, I don't know, not super long time, but he's taken penalties from this club. It's just so insane. You put Danny in and Danny takes the fifth penalty. Yeah. Yeah. Oh, that's the other thing. <laughs> he, he's the fifth guy. Yeah, it's so insane. No, man. He's he's not second or third. You know, they don't want to be. Like, I know, like Trevor, when Matt was taking care of Scotty, and you were like, the off seasons this weekend anyway. Like, <laughs> part of me had already accepted the outcome no matter what, but like yeah. to be in that position and then blow it unnecessarily. And maybe Demir would have missed. Like, we will never know. But, like, the yeah. fact that we did not put our best players into, like, if there's one thing Demir can still do <laughs> for this team, it should be that. Yeah. It should be that. I, yeah. I, it's, I cannot believe it. I, and I didn't think I was still this, like, I very fully accepted the result of this game. But, like, yeah. I just cannot, I couldn't believe it. I can't believe that he did that. Yeah. I can't believe he did that. It feels like an avoidable problem, right? Yeah. No, this is what I was going to say. Like, there's definitely a world where Danny makes that penalty and we move on. And nobody questions the decision and nobody's like, that was really stupid. Like it did and hit Steve Clark's back and go in. Yeah. Like there's definitely a world where Danny goes in and we're not really spending this much time on this whole like decision making. But technical question here. If yeah. the if the hits the post comes out hits the goalkeeper's back and goes back in, that's is that a in yeah. a penalty okay. shootout it still counts. Yeah. Okay. okay. The the only stipulation is like it can only be kicked once. Yeah. By oh, the, right, right. But if it's so still if just it like, like moving, if it bounces goofy and spins in and the keeper like doesn't prevent it, you know yeah, what I mean? Like. Yeah, yeah. It's still a it's still a good goal. You've There's seen that famous of, one of like hitting the post and then hitting the keeper and then it's like spinning and the keeper thinks he saved it or whatever yeah, and then yeah, like and it, it like just like spins, spins its way in. in. Oh, yeah. that's great! I love that. Yeah, yeah no, it, it would count. But like, and I I genuinely did not think I was this upset about it. But like, I, rethinking <laughs> no, through that whole thing, it's like if Demir goes in and misses, it's a complete non-issue. Like, yeah, everyone's forgiven. It's fine. But if the yeah. fact that it's Danny of all people to take the losing penalty, the fifth penalty is yeah. so insane. I just, and I know like I saw like, Oh, players determine the order or whatever, but it's like, should they? <sighs> so we've talked Pablo about that. Danny over Demir. Like that's players all are dumb. We we, well, we talked about that before. Yeah. This has come up. I think where we had, excuse me, a, a discussion about it in some context. I don't remember what, but, there are some teams in where like the players do make the decision. I feel like in the past with RSL, we've had like with in the Kassar and Petke years, it was players who were making the decision about who takes the penalty and they use whatever logic they used, you know, whoever's feeling hot or, or whatever to do it. And it's a gambler's fallacy. I don't think there's like a right or wrong way to choose penalty takers. I just think you got to know what your methodology is before the game starts. Mm-hmm. And I I don't think anybody's disputed the claim that Pablo chose the penalty takers and like the order and everything. Mm-hmm. I, I don't think 
there was any question. It didn't. It didn't seem like there was any question when people were talking about it that Pablo was yeah. the one who made the decision. And if Pablo is the guy making the decision about who's taking penalties and when, I mean, he got every single part of that wrong. Yeah. Yeah. The second time, like, uh, nah. there's there's definitely a way to get Masovsky to take the fifth penalty and and have people go, yeah, well, unlucky, you know. Like if, if he had subbed in Dami and Dami had missed it and we go, yeah, that's that's just unlucky. If Danny had played in the if game, he had like played we fifteen or twenty Julio, minutes. He's explicitly said that we don't get production from Julio when he starts. Like, how is yeah. Danny not starting there? Like, we yeah. know Pablo likes Danny. He, the fact that he puts him in, trusts him with a penalty, but doesn't trust him to start over Anderson Julio, someone who he's been way more productive uh, than this whole yep. season. Like, why does Danny not start this game <laughs> if he's going to play late? And like Julio could be the guy that comes in late mm-hmm. and runs around or whatever, and maybe even gets subbed off for Demir. Like, I just don't understand. Anyway, we don't have to keep talking about this because I know we want to go through roster stuff, but geez, yeah. man. Like it's a, it's embarrassing. I hate it so much. Stupid end yeah. to a stupid season. At the end of the day, RSL's 2023 season ends with a first round playoff exit in not very exciting fashion. I mean, yeah. people are probably going to try to spin it and be like, well, we got to penalties. It was really close. Like it wasn't though. Yeah. No. yeah. And we got to penalties the second game after we lost the first game, which would have been a knockout uh, in years prior. So it's like, okay it's it's a result of we a win. really genuinely stupid format that we had any kind of possibility of moving on and we couldn't even close it out with the aid and assistance of a really stupid format yeah and playing two games on the road which apparently we're phenomenal at this year like we did draw both of those games so yeah no, we no. went oh yeah well we went oh one and two in <laughs> in the first round of the playoffs. So, yeah. So all in all, not a very successful season. Not, not a whole lot to be super happy about. There were some amazing, there were, there were some amazing times this season and there were just the worst times this season, which is feeling like every other season we've had for years now. Like we've had, some real I, I feel like our highs were higher this year than highs I think were higher this been. year for sure but that created a situation where we lost so many games that those lows made me feel lower than I have for a while because my expectations were so high and they went they were dashed <laughs> they were yeah. ruined so that was really really difficult for me personally just to like wit- beat to bear witness to this season was just quite we a did, quite a situation we did make it to the semifinals of the open cup where we lost to Houston in embarrassing fashion. Uh, yeah, we in a wildly embarrassing fashion. Pablo <laughs> talks about that as a positive thing that we made it to that point, but but I mean, kind of not not be considered. <laughs> like we made fools of ourselves. Yeah, the last ten minutes of that game. Really, really dumb situation. Really, like honestly, one of the like highlights of the whole season up to that point was. You remember the hype when we were about to, you know, we were going to get a messy game. Yep. <laughs> yeah. We were so stoked. And then we had that game and then we crashed out of the Nations League. Leagues, Nations League? Leagues Cup. Yeah, Leagues Cup. Yeah, that's what it's called. Crashed out of that. And then we ended with a first round playoff exit. So all in all, C minus. 
<laughs> C minus D Perfect. plus season, right? I just like I would give it an A. I don't know, man. If we made it to the next round. So the only thing I have to say, like uh, RSL show tweeted out a question that was like, uh, I can't remember what the exact wording was. Oh, what did I, I? I said something back to it, but it was like, um, oh, where did it go? I just wanted to get the exact wording. Oh, in 2024, RSL need to blank. Time to vent. We'll read your responses. And I said, invest in the coach in the same way they've been investing in the roster. And that feels like the very logical next step here is that just like, again, do we really, based on what we've seen this season, yet again, do we really think Pablo's the guy to take us into the future? Like, please, (laughs) please consider... I, I, and I'm speaking, I'm, I'm preaching to the choir here because <laughs> I can't imagine, I know you, I know how you guys feel. I can't imagine anyone that listens to this feels that passionately about keeping Pablo Mastroni around. I'm sure he's a great guy. I'm sure. You're probably very annoyed if you feel that way and you listen to this podcast. So yeah. I don't know why. Sorry, uh, yeah. I'm, I'm sure that's ex- really annoying. Um, but yeah. Anyway, I mean, even then we still try to be, or at least I try, try to be try generous, to be, man. I try to be, I try to be fair and try to you know, praise him when he does good things and call him yes. out when he does dumb things. But at the end of the day, we had one miracle outlier of a playoff run and then just a lot of kind of crap for yeah. not good stuff for the rest of it. And yeah. And I just, I this last episode, but, or maybe it's two episodes ago, but if RSL had managed even two more wins at home, we're looking at a very good season, right? We're yeah. looking at potential like first, second, third seed in the West. Yep. Maybe maybe three more wins at home to get there, but which would not be an unusual number of wins. Let's see, at home we for were, we, we, we yeah, were being behind Seattle much. by like two points, or th- was it two points? Or th- we we lot we were behind Seattle by three points at the end of the season, I think. Something yeah. like that. Um, or really close to being three points. Maybe they ended up pulling ahead to like four or five. But yeah, you're right. Two three wins. Points, three points. Okay, <laughs> so <laughs> literally, I think we had the tiebreaker over Seattle. Like we literally, yeah, that this were one win away despite that collapse from yeah. yeah. And the fact that we couldn't get out of our own way for that type of thing. But like, like yeah. you're saying, I, I, I made it very, I was trying to be very conscious this year to be like, okay, I feel a certain way about Pablo. I do not think he's the coach for the future, but I'm going to put that aside and give him credit because I, I do think I try, I try to be fair. I will give credit where credit's due. And I praised a lot of things he did this year when we were doing really well, when, especially on that insane home or away record that we had. Um, I, we talked about all the good things that he was doing. I felt like he was setting us up for success. And I felt like he was playing the right players at the right times. And I, apparently it was all Papa Ruiz. I should have been <laughs> crediting through all of that. Um, well, let me, Let's finish up the conversation. Let me just ask you guys this. I feel like we've talked about this at the beginning of whenever. Is Pablo a championship winning coach? I just, I can't see no. it, man. Like I. Then why? Like you have to, like. I know that it's not this simple. Yeah, no, I, I know what you mean. I though, know but that if hiring you, a coach is not this simple. Right. But if he's not the guy that's going to win you a championship, let's give somebody else a shot. I honestly fair don't know unfair. if anyone in the front office is are the people to take us to a championship. Like yeah. I've been heartened to see the investment in the roster, but like yeah. if if I have to seriously like listen to the fact, like I I I cannot just buy into like 
materially, what's different? We have better players this year. The yeah. result was the exact same as the years prior. Like, yeah, well, then and worse than that other that crazy year. But like, yeah, but then at, at that point, you got to say, well, OK, then it's not the players because the players definitely got better. Yeah. What else can we get better at? Yeah. And no, I feel like if they're coaching, if we're always bringing in new players to improve the roster and they like when Elliot goes on the radio and he's like, oh, we're always looking to improve the roster. Or I always want there to be competition at these positions. I want there to be some competition at the positions that aren't just the players, because like so it's insane for there to, to just be like, OK, we've got this rotating cast of players. We're trying to make them better. Mm-hmm. But the coach, it's never on the coaching staff or the front office to put these pieces together and make the most out of this roster. And I do not believe that we are seeing the best out of, out of the players that we have. And I, yeah. So here's yeah. one of the difficulties for me. So Pablo Mascarini and, and uh, Elliot fall don't have a reporting relationship organizationally. Right. So they, we did learn held, that. Yeah. They're, they're, they both report up through somebody in ownership. Mm-hmm. Uh, which is very unusual for a general manager type role. Uh, certainly more unusual if there were a, like a VP of soccer operations or something. Um, but, but very weird to me to see like both, I mean, really both, both parties have to look out for their own hide, right? Completely. Uh, and to some extent that might mean undercutting the other party. And to some extent it might be something else, but I, I don't think it creates a healthy environment to Build an organization. Yeah. Yeah. Yep. Yep. All right. <sighs> um, we should very quickly. I just want to go through the number of points RSL won, you know, earned in the last five years. Let's say five years. So 2023, 50 points, 1.5, cool. uh, 1.47 points per game. 2022, 1.38 points per game. So a a slight improvement for Pablo this year. Uh, 2021, 48 points, 1.41 points per game. We're going to skip 2020 because I think the competition, yeah, the competition wasn't equal. uh, So we can't consider it. Uh, 2019, 53 points. if you told me that he did worse than Pecky, I would have been surprised. Uh, the Pecky War, uh, Freddie War is here. Uh, 2018, 49 points. 2017, 45 points. So there you go. There's our our first like under 47 point run. But if it's we're, been everything's very much between the same for a decade now. Yeah, it's minus 2015. That was bad. This is kind of the problem. Is like we've kind of gotten away from this where we had Kassar for a bit and it was it pretty clear at some point that it just wasn't working out. It wasn't going to get any better. Yep. It was what it was and it wasn't going to improve like no matter. So they changed the coach and they brought in Pecky and it was, <laughs> it was what it was. And then it got to a point where it wasn't going to get any better. And then he did that thing. And then we moved on to another coach. And it felt like even with Freddy Juarez, like it wasn't really going to get any better. And I feel like he felt like that. And that's why he left partly. And now we have Pablo and it just doesn't feel like it's going to get any better. 
it, yeah. it really feels like we've just had a carousel of coaches where not they're just not the guy. And I feel like it went two or three seasons with each of them before we kind of realized this isn't the guy. We got to try something else. Let's bring in another guy who's coached in MLS already. I desperately want us to be a little bit more ambitious in a coaching hire, but at the very least, like you got to recognize this isn't the guy. I don't think this is the guy. Yeah. There's not a lot of evidence showing us that he's, he's definitely is the guy. There's other problems that we need to fix. Yeah. Yeah. All right. So let's talk the roster. Um, I'm sure we'll have some other interesting conversations that come out of this. So the exit interviews, I did talk to the team. They said they were extra. The exit interviews were going to be Tuesday and Wednesday. Mm -hmm. We may get player like option decisions, like actual roster decisions as soon as Thursday, the 16th tomorrow. It's not a promise. Nobody said it definitely was happening, but it could be like we could have several players released and, and announced all, all that tomorrow. There are already some teams in MLS who have released their end of year roster decisions. Yep. So we already have some players on the free agent list that we know of and some players that are going to be like for waivers, all that crap. Anyway, that could be as soon as tomorrow, but that's kind of what we're going to be talking about, right? Yeah. So we're going to go through the roster. Uh, we'll try to do kind of quick hits here. Um, there are players that definitely warrant further discussion, uh, but a, a number of them just don't by nature of their role on the team, right? Yeah. Uh, so we're going to start a goalkeeper. We're going to go alphabetically by last name. So if you'd like to follow along, pull up the roster. We'll <laughs> nice. wait two and a half minutes for you to <laughs> Matt's going to put in some some uh, Japanese jazz right here. Oh, that's way better. That'll be fun. But I'm not going to because we're going now and you were too slow. First up, Gavin Beavers. Yes. Keep. I, Gavin Beavers. Yeah, so I, I believe. Guess the are keep or do something else with. And we he is, he's on a club there. option uh, this offseason, and I assume that will be exercised. There's yeah. literally do, no I, reason to not exercise it. absolutely do that. It would be a silly decision to not. So yep. move on. Good one. All right. Tomas Gomez. Tomas Gomez. I'm is... completely indifferent. <laughs> I'm in the like, let's see. What is He's guaranteed uh... through 2027, by the way. Well, says who? <laughs> says wait. Joseph's document. Wait, this says Joseph's option. document says option. Are you thinking of? Oh, Gomez? I looked. I just saw Gomez. Sorry. I looked at the wrong Gomez. That's my bad. <laughs> we have a, we have an option. Um, How do you guys feel about it? I don't care. He's well, on a senior senior salary or a senior roster spot. I'd cut him now. Okay. No reason to keep a player who you don't intend to play unless Gavin Beavers is injured, right? Yeah, yeah. I agree. I think we should make clear we're using um, a doc that is put together. This is not like hundred percent official. So it's very possible that he's not on an option here, but we're a lot of this is best guess. So if we get it wrong, yeah, don't it's get mad. Uh, Joseph from El Show RSL. But yeah, yes. so blame him. But if, if he were available, <laughs> <For sure. laughs> or if it were an option year, deny. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Deny. I, no option. I don't think we'd pick it up. Zach McMath. What does this no. thing say about McMath? What's his situation? He's on the team. Uh, he is guaranteed, guaranteed through, through 20. 2024. Do we take any action to change that? I think no. another year is of Zach. No, is, he's, is we're good. fine. 
And I actually, saw... I've been very pleased with him this year. Uh, his distribution is still bad, yeah. but he's... Oh my, he play. had a horrifying moment in that game that trying to play out of the back on Zach's feet. Did you guys see... Do you remember this? Oh, yeah. We almost... He almost gave up... A, just straight up gave up a, up, up a goal in like the last 10 minutes of the game. <laughs> It's this classic. has been a thing that's happened kind of throughout the season with McMath. Um, yeah, he's definitely got his faults. He's old enough that his he, like he's not going to get better. He's just going to be the same guy. And we can have this discussion more later, but about whether or not Gavin Beavers is actually going to be a starter over McMath um, or get minutes in combination with McMath. But if McMath is going to be here, he's going to be here. whatever we're definitely keeping him i don't think we need to change a whole lot in the way of goalkeepers contract wise agreed other than gomez keep beavers keep mcmath we're fine great uh we're going to defenders now andrew brody is first up guaranteed through 2024 on a homegrown deal cool he's not on a homegrown deal he's like 39 years old He is 28. He is old. There's no way he's still on an actual like first contract homegrown deal. Uh, he might be given he, when he signed his first MLS deal. Okay. It, it could be first two to maintain that homegrown tag. Interesting. All right. Well, if he's guaranteed, then I, yeah, I don't really want to waste a whole lot of time on it. He's going to be here. <laughs> I mean, that's fair, but uh, I think he's he's he reached his ceiling three years ago, right? And uh, I mean, uh, two two years ago, last season or the year before, feels like that was. Yeah, I mean, he's another player that like he is what he is. He's going to be what he is, and I yep. think he's not the most important player on this roster, but he's important. Yeah. All right, uh, Justin Glad. Well, we did just ex- give him a big extension, correct? Yeah, I uh, believe so. He's guaranteed through 2025. I yep. mean, look, he had a bad back half of the season, I think. Yep. I think so. I think oh, some I of have, his worst. I have a hypothesis about that. Let's go. What was, what's uh, that? And that's that's about the time that Marcelo Silva stopped partnering with Justin Glad. Yeah. And Ryan <laughs> Vera started partnering with Justin Glad. Yeah. Mm-hmm. And uh, Vera has some good qualities, but... Um, <laughs> Being a center back is maybe not one of them. I was going to say, yeah, playing soccer. <laughs> so. hey, he's really good at hitting it from far away and making yeah. it close to the net. He he kick ball hard. <laughs> um, yeah, that's, he is also like he's the worst qualities of Marcelo Silva and Everton Louise rolled into one. Yep. It's awesome. Uh, how many goals did he score this year? Three goals to assist. Vera? Pretty good for a defender, uh, but oh, not that is Justin Glad. So let's sign another Justin Glad. Yeah. We're not there yet. Sorry. Uh, okay. Bodhi Hidalgo. I, I had a friend uh, who covers Sporting Kansas City. This is a funny, a funny thing. It was a little confusing because some of the, some stuff still references Davis, but he said, um, he said, who in all cat?" he sent me Caleb Turner's tweet that said, Bodie Hidalgo talks about his 2023 season and how grateful he is to play for his hometown team. And my friend said, who in all caps, I've genuinely never heard of this guy. And he played 1200 minutes. Yeah. Um, yeah. I think that does sum him up pretty well. Yeah. I think Bodie is an extremely forgettable player. And I don't necessarily mean that as an entirely bad thing. Yeah. Um, 
He's he, so you're, try, you're trying to not be mean. I'm. I think he is fine. I think I can be mean about it. I don't like him. I. <laughs> I, mean, I don't. Got, apparently, it's young. an option year. Yeah, he's young, but he's not like improving. He there was no improvement, and it started from not good, and it continued to be not good. Yeah. Through twelve hundred minutes this year, he was a legitimate liability at outside back. I thought he actually, weirdly enough, looked almost okay at center back. <laughs> at right center back in a back three. Yeah, and that shocked me and gave me a little more hope. Yeah, but he was, Not he was playing like the was most scared soccer i think i've seen anybody play when he was doing that the most like oh, yeah. i'm just not gonna make the mistake yeah I, i'm just not gonna he, be the guy that makes he didn't, yeah, make he, but he didn't contribute in a positive way besides that he didn't make a mistake yeah. the reason That's why he's playing bad. scared like that is because he was always the guy making the mistake <laughs> every time he was playing outside back teams targeted him because yeah. he was easy he's not a good he's fine when he played in the midfield at the beginning of the season i thought he was fine i thought he was pretty good actually for a lot for big stretches of it but if the plan for Bodie is to be an outside back defender we're gonna need to see a lot more we do not need that yeah we can use Bodie as like a midfielder jasper loffelson sub kind of third or fourth on the depth chart kind of guy i think he's a lot better as a right mid in a 4-4-2 as a sub or sorry a right mid in a 4-4-2 yeah Yeah. if but if the choice is to bring him back or or not um he's not on an insane amount of money so like it would be fine but i'm not like if we didn't i wouldn't be mad at all fair enough um, all right, so I would I would probably keep him because he's cheap. Uh, he's homegrown. Yeah, I think and so I too. Think there is upside there, but we haven't seen it yeah. yet. Okay. Um, oh, there's a player missing here who should have come before Justin Glad. Um, who did does he show? He doesn't show up on the official roster for some reason, which is oh odd. no, you're right. <laughs> Wait, who? Oh, uh, I know. Zach Farnsworth. Yeah, he's not on the official roster for whatever reason. I don't know what they did to oh. make that happen, but what a joke of a league! He's probably on a. He's probably uh, on an injury reserve list of some kind. Yeah, yeah. And they just don't have it configured to show. Properly. Yeah, Zach Farnsworth, who has still not played any a single MLS minute. He's played MLS Next Pro. He played uh, a league. He played in 15 minutes of a League's Cup game for RSL, but other than that, has not played for RSL. Yep. And if you remember, he was uh, very hyped when he first signed, but also very injured when he first signed. And still has been injured. Uh, He was injured for most of the season. Yeah, he wasn't injured consecutively, which I think is worth clarifying. If just to be slightly accurate, uh, not because it's meaningful. By is it just the same injury or like what? Uh, no, so I think his exit interview, he talked about that and how uh, it seemed like they didn't know what it was uh, at this point, <laughs> like this year. And it, it reminds me a little bit of, you know, Chris Schuler, Jordan Allen. Oh, dear. Uh, which not not well, a good sign. At least there. both of those guys had abbreviated but actual mls careers yeah uh i mean 
he is let's see where what is uh let's just have, have him as number 32 uh guaranteed through 2024 so we signed an injured, injured player in 2021 to a deal that up to a four-year deal no it was reported as a five-year deal a five-year with deal. the first three years being guaranteed wow 21 22 no 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 maybe Hold on, was it? I don't remember. We just read the article before, and it was, I think he has option years through 2026. Well, um, I mean, he was he was hyped as, you know, the next big thing. Better than Justin Glad was at that age. But he's now 21. Uh, he hasn't touched an MLS field. He did play Leagues Cup minutes. Was it plural? Uh, 16 more than one 16. minute yes all right good for 16 him. minutes and then he and played okay if he i played if three was, mls next pro games this year yeah did not watch this not so, really excited about zach farnsworth but he's gonna be here so we'll see all right speaking of players that are gonna be here eric holt who is uh guaranteed through 2024 as well Nice. Eric Holt, you might remember, plays uh, for RSL. He's an <laughs> RSL player. He's got a contract. They extended his contract. Uh, he had a contract that was going to end, um, and the team thought uh, better of that and decided to sign him to a contract <laughs> that was longer the team than thought better. <laughs> longer than, than originally. Oh boy! Yeah, and then he immediately got injured for the season. <laughs> Yeah, which like isn't his fault. We can't put that on him. No, but what we can put that on is the team seeing a mediocre center back, a, a not improving center back, and then re resigning him to an extend extended deal. Yeah, and then lo we'll, we'll get to Roscoe in a minute. But then and loaning oh. out the player that probably should have taken Holt's minutes, and then Holt got injured. So good moves all around. What? Why is Araska not on this list? Because he's list? on loan. But Elijah had... Paul is. Well. <laughs> All right. Well. Anyway, moving on. Holt's going to be here next year. Hopefully not injured. Um, well, the funny thing about his injury, I do think it's worth pointing out that he uh, he re had been you know, injured in, was it preseason, right? Uh, yeah. And then basically as soon as he was <laughs> fit, uh, he was starting again, and then, oh, so he played in the Open Cup, um, was, and then didn't play again for a month, and then uh, re-injured a shoulder injury, which I suspect he may have been brought back a little prematurely from. Yeah. I thought, maybe I'm making this up, but I thought it was kind of reported at the time that he was playing with that injury, but they thought it because it was a shoulder injury, it was fine that he could probably manage it. But then he like dislocated it like 10 minutes in. I, I feel like it was very quick into the game. He like dislocated his shoulder, did something to his shoulder and had to come out and then has been out for the rest of the season. Cause he had to have surgery. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Um, next up is, and I've I'm posted a link to my spreadsheet that I'm working on. If, if you feel like following along, you don't need to. Uh, next up is Haziel Orozco, who, number 99. Uh, mm -hmm. Famously got the dust-up with uh, um, 
Justin Miram and then was immediately shipped out. Completely <laughs> unrelated, though. Don't worry about it. Um, you loaned to Larn FC in Ireland. Yeah, Northern oh, no, Ireland. Before that, he was he was loaned, loaned to uh, Mexico. Yeah, was, like, was he at Cruz Azul? Yeah, he where he did not sign for their under twenties, uh, and then proceeded to only play for their under twenties. Mm-hmm. Um, <laughs> and then was si- loaned to a Northern Irish side, Larn FC, uh, who have a uh, an American owner or or a one of their owners is American mm-hmm. uh, who happens to own part of Real Salt Lake. And uh, if memory serves, it's the guy who, as uh, Scott Crace, who yeah, that sounds is right. Basically, the ownership representative from the Blitzer side to RSL. I don't know if that's a conflict of interest, but I don't love it. Like I, I don't know. It was a little weird. What, what, what yeah. do you mean? What? It's not like oh, the ownership group also has a stake here. It's this one person in the ownership group who is the representative to the team from Blitzer's ownership group also has an ownership stake himself in this other team where we've loaned two players. Yeah, but I mean, that's Um, what we've been doing since the Blitzer group came in. Half of our players are either bought from or sold to (laughs) Blitzer teams. Or loaned to. Yeah. Yeah, like this is just par for the course, I I feel like. I haven't seen any positive outcomes from that. No, not a single one. Anyway, I would keep Roscoe. What would you guys do? Yeah, well, I'd like course. to see him play for Real Salt Lake. Play him instead of several other players. Yeah. Instead of having to play Bodie Hidalgo at center back, right? Yeah. Or, I mean, Brian Vera at center back. Yeah. Need to play. And that's not a dog on Brian Vera as a player. Like, I think he's fine, but he could be playing left back. Yeah. We could improve that position pretty quickly. And easily. All right. Speaking of left back, we've got Brian Oviedo. Who did just, oh, I don't know if it was announced, but I think it was. there was a rumor, right? I thought it was just a rumor. What's, uh, well, okay. I don't think it was announced by RSL, but it was announced uh, by. Was it Tom Boger? No, I guess it wasn't announced. It was just reported uh, yeah. by several Costa Rican reporters that uh, he signed an extension. He's signed a, a deal for next year already. Yeah. All right. Well, I guess that takes away our fun. How do you feel about that, though? I'm not wild about it. He had a decent last half of the season, I think. But yeah, I'm for me, a bit of an Oviedo skeptic still. Six to eight weeks, I think he really cleaned it up. Yeah, and again, I think it's just as a veteran player, he's great to have around. As like an option, he's great to have around i just don't know that i trust him to be like an out and out starter every game in game out yeah partly due to his age but also partly because he for the first half of the season was pretty mistake prone and for yeah. the second half of the season just kind of cleaned it up he didn't like go back to being a guy that made it to the quarterfinals of the world cup you know what yeah. i mean like he, he never blew us away he was just okay at playing left back like mm-hmm. when he was when he's been his best for RSL, he's been a pretty a half decent left back. All right. Like I'm just not wild about that guy. I'm not mad about it, but yeah, no. I yeah. All right. I'm next agreed. up is Delance Pierre. He's been loaned out this year to was it the switchbacks? That sounds I right. Think so 
and is on an option year. Okay. <laughs> cool. Next up is Marcelo Silva, uh, who we probably have more feelings about. Uh, Yo, Marcelo boy. Silva is um, maybe on an option year. The club is not specific in the type of contract he mm-hmm. signed. Is uh, thirty four years old. I, and, uh, I don't think we have to consider his lack of appearances recently. That's not a an on field thing. Uh, yeah, so we'll just put that behind us. I I would be extremely happy. I sure I've said this before. I would be extremely happy to have Marcelo Silva retire as an RSL player. Yeah, you think he should retire now. No, <laughs> I'm sure he's got a couple years left in him, and I would be very happy to let him just yeah. play out as long as he wants to be a professional player, as long as he can. And what for RSL, I think yeah. he's a great center back, and he's shown that for a long time. I love him. I, keep him. He's cleaned up his, you know, the hardest parts of his game too. Yeah, uh, which is nice. He's much less error prone. Speaking of error prone, how about Brian Vera? who uh, guaranteed through 2025 he's going nowhere but thoughts and feelings um i don't want him to be playing center back as much sure that's my thoughts on him yeah i'm I'm not like i'm still a little bit excited for brian vera i don't think he's been as big of a boom or bust player as I don't think he's going to be as big of a boomer bust player as he was. He was hyped to be this phenomenal player. And I don't think he was that. And then he's showed several times throughout the season that he's actually not a good player in some moments. And I don't think that's as like, I just think he's a pretty good player. And I think if we put him in better positions, he can be pretty good. Fair enough. Yeah. I, I, I don't like his discipline at all. No, Even a little bit. Extremely bad. I think he legitimately played the last 12 games of the season and got a yellow card in every single one of them. Um, yeah. Yeah. I, I lost. That. I legitimately lost track at seven in a row, and I think there were like four or five games after that. <laughs> How did he played? not get yellow card suspension at some rate? Like I was, I I was kind he of twi- he, he did twice. He, did. he twice. almost got it three times. <laughs> okay. Uh, yeah. I was thinking so, about it in that last stretch of the season so consecutively because it did seem it felt very egregious. Yeah. And then he had the moment in the open cup where he like <laughs> lost his mind. Yeah. Um but hey, he if we can forgive that games without a yellow card at the when? end of the season. Uh against um, LA last game of the season. Did he uh, play? He only played 45 minutes. <laughs> okay. <laughs> uh, and then at the first game of the playoffs, the second two, he uh, he did get yellow yeah. cards. Yeah. And you have to go back to, let's see, hold on. This is going to be interesting, I swear. Uh, June. You have to go back to June to find uh, consecutive starts with, with uh, – no yellow cards. Mm. Yeah. So he's a yellow card machine or he has been all year. Yeah. And I feel like that's something that can be coached out of a player. So hopefully that can be cooled down a little bit. Sure. <laughs> I I think there are coaches that are like better sure. yeah. about discipline and like keeping team attitudes towards cards better. Yeah. And I think there are coaches that can help players with that. And yeah. I, hope that that's a focus for him next year is to get fewer yellow cards. Yeah. So, but he's 
he's fine. He's, he's definitely got his moments where I genuinely don't like him and don't want him at the club, but he's going to be here. So let's at least try to make him successful by putting him in a position where he's actually good and useful for the team. And I just don't yeah. think that's center back right now. Yeah, I don't either. Uh, it's it's telling that uh, I just pulled up his transfer market stats. He had one season in Serie B. Serie B? I'm going to say Serie B. It's B. Uh, no, you it's you B. can just say B. Oh. Uh, where he played 22 games at center back. Um, but his career has been largely left back, left mid. Yeah. Um I think he's fundamentally kind of a dirty player. Yeah. And uh I don't love having that sort of player on the team. I know like Kyle Beckerman got that rap, but uh I'm curious well, but- how many yellow cards he had in a single season. Kyle Beckerman, didn't he set the record for oh, yellow he, cards? Oh, yellow and overall. like by a million miles like it's not even close. But how many? What was his record in a single season? It's one of those like Wayne Gretzky things where like ten. I don't think it's going to be broken anytime soon. Uh, he had ten in two thousand nine. Okay, uh, twelve <laughs> if you count the playoffs. So uh, Brian Vera did beat him in his first <laughs> his first season. And here's and the thing: it wasn't so, a full season, was it? Uh, it was. Did, yeah. Was Vera here since the beginning? Yeah, the he was bought halfway oh, no, through last May, year, wasn't he? Right, it was May. Oh, I'm it's, way off. It's gonna be May. Yeah, no, he's that's a <laughs> that's a partial season. <laughs> I don't know. And like Kyle Beckerman, I feel like I can't I can't remember the exact number. Was was better at avoiding red cards? I know Vera yeah. did he get more than one red card this season? Um he uh he, he had one in the US Open Cup. But that's okay. all. <laughs> yeah. So maybe he has the same skill, but four. he did maybe deserve some red cards in there for some of those, or at least yeah. some second yellows. Like he, yeah. the thing that scares me about him is like, even when he's on a yellow, Kyle took like a lot of tactical yellows and was like always really good about that. He had a lot of discipline with those yellow cards, but Vera likes to continue to risk it even when he's on a yellow, which really freaks me out. Yeah. Especially right. as a center back, but yeah. All right. Uh, moving to the midfield, we've got Scott Caldwell, who is somehow listed as a homegrown on the MLS roster. Oh, don't you remember? No. He, well, I think I that he to? was, I think that he was like somehow, st- no, he was, no, I'm thinking of something else. I got to be because he's old. There was something with Scott Caldwell being like a homegrown and with the trade he became like a homegrown player. We got homegrown rights or something like that oh, with yeah. his trade. Something stupid. Yeah. Sure. Anyway, Scott Caldwell, the uh, RSL okay. Academy product is <laughs> what's his status for next year? Uh, looks like out of contract. He hasn't played since May. Yeah. yeah. I assume that's not going to be picked up. Yeah. He was talking. Yeah. Um, Somebody asked him about his contributions to the team, and he felt very – again, I'm just reading between the lines about what he said. But he <laughs> seemed like he wasn't really <laughs> thrilled about not playing at all. Yeah. He felt like he still had something to contribute to a team. A, um, any team. Like he, He's a midfielder, and we had plenty of times where we could have used a midfielder. Yeah. <laughs> but he – like to be fair – I don't think he was very good when he played. 
Well, no, not great. <laughs> I'm sure that I'm what sure he's a better player, and there are teams that could use him. But when he played for RSL, the most recent times he did, he, he wasn't very good. Also, I'm, I'm willing to blame the system him, on that. Uh, describe him as generally uninspiring uh, as a player. Remarkable, yeah. That, but is yeah. he? I, I don't know. I just I'm really baffled by no minutes. <laughs> no rotate. Pablo famously is a rotation coach now. <laughs> and uh, yeah. Scott Caldwell was on the bench constantly. <laughs> well, until he wasn't, right? Because he stopped getting put on the bench. Uh, <laughs> Thank. Even then, That'd he was true. in the bench uh, or in the, <laughs> on the bench for the first playoff game. <laughs> they used him as the bench in the first playoff game. <laughs> Uh, according to what we have, Scott Caldwell's on like two hundred thirty thousand a year, which is Fine. not much, but it's not nothing. And if you're trying yeah. to make room for like more signings under a salary cap, he's definitely one that you could get rid of. And I mean, he's on the supplemental roster yeah. <laughs> because he's a homegrown, so. <laughs> so it's fine. Which is yeah, oh, just the stupidest thing. This I would not be awesome. surprised if he just isn't with RSL next year. All right. No, Michael let me put Chang. it this way. I will be very surprised if he is with RSL next year. There you go. Good. All right. Michael Chang. He's a lifer. He's going to be here for the rest of his right, existence. Without, without looking it up, how old is Michael Chang? He's 31. 32. 32. He might be 33. He's 32. Okay. okay. 32. I got it right. This would be um, a lot more fun if you didn't know. This would, well, yeah, I uh, I just have been keeping track because he's still considered a young player by some people for some reason. Yeah. Um, this reminds me of the tweet that you shared from Caleb Turner last night when he tweeted, um, <laughs> Michael Chang went through the, his exit meetings and physicals today with the team, but will not meet with media. Take from that what you will. Hashtag RSL. Caleb responded to his own tweet saying Chang reached out to me and told me RSL did indeed pick up his option and he will be returning to Salt Lake next season. Said he looked for the media but couldn't find us, so probably on us. <laughs> I, I think um, I love it. I love it. the season it was, passed, guys. I don't know who was posting for them, but yeah, they gave a quick even. roundup and they said that Chang wasn't even. there because he couldn't find the room. <laughs> I mean, you've got to keep that clear. So I don't know, I don't know how hard Michael Chang was looking. I don't know if he was helping him, but apparently he did just wasn't enough signs for him to find his way to the media room it's, to be interviewed. in that building. It's confusing. Yeah. And I'm no, no worries. Not, I am not Michael going to direction, so. Yeah. Anyway, so right, if maybe. he's going to be back next year, then cool. Like I said, right. I don't. He's Whatever. under $200,000. He's. Yeah. I don't know. He's fine. he's pretty good, like per ninety on assists, like XA. I'm pretty sure. So yeah, I was gonna say, like as a player on that kind of money, like he's a good value. Yeah. Um. All right. We've got for some reason the roster page doesn't show Rosco, but it does show Griffin Dillon, who we're skipping over because he's not on an RSL contract, but on yes, a Monarchs yeah. contract. Yeah. Next up is Emeka and Nelly. Yes. Yep. Pick uh, pick him up. Same. All right. He's uh, got to be on a multi-year deal, right? He was a draft pick. Uh, not I necessarily. It's an I option thought draft year. picks. Okay. I, I was going to say, I thought draft picks were given at least a three-year contract and it's how a, they split up the options are one, different. I, but I, I think it's at least a one plus two. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. All right. Yeah. So, Nelly, yes. Great. Andres Gomez. 
Yes. Uh, for he's on sure. a long deal. Yeah, so. he, yeah. he's yeah, the he's one that's through 2027. So yeah, he's a U23 player, isn't he? Yeah, I also think yes, but uh, it's interesting how hot his start was and how cold almost everything until the last like three weeks of the season were. Yeah, it's yeah. kind of bizarre. And he well, he felt victim to Luna being a lot better. Like Luna, yeah, Luna bit. took his spot for a bit, and Savarino, like he plays the same position as Savarino, mm-hmm. and Luna started being put on the wing. So it's like, well. Yeah, that was kind of, I mean, we brought that up when he was brought in. He was kind of brought in as a player in a position where there's like most of our talent on the team is. So, yeah, well, at least he'll uh, get a lot more time when Sovereigno's gone after this year. So, (laughs) (laughs) yeah, spoiler alert. Sorry. Uh, Yeah, but uh, Demir Krylik. He's Um, he's. His deal takes him through next year, doesn't it? Yep. So I, guess I don't think it's an option here. He said also that he's, yeah, he made it sound like, I don't know, that was kind of bizarre. His ex interview, he was like, I want to help the team in any way I can next year, which the guy's Sounds- on a lot of money for somebody who, again, didn't get put in to take a single penalty, man. He's on oh, yeah. $1.6 million. So. The way he was talking. It's now, at least. Yeah, the way he was talking made it sound to me again love reading between the lines made it sound to me like in the back office somebody's trying to get him to sign a new deal for a lot less money yeah he either doesn't want to do that or they're trying to get him him, to trying to get him to retire and like take like a front office job or something like that It, it feels like the front office wants him to not be a player because he's not as good a player as he used to be. Yeah. Turns out the injury took a lot out of him. Yeah. Signing him to that deal was on the back of that injury. was (sighs) really stupid. I mean, like we said this, man, like the back back injury and back surgery, like a back surgery is just like also another injury that you have to deal with essentially. So, yeah. um, So, I mean, I, don't think he's going anywhere, but in what capacity I think might actually be up in the air. I would be not surprised if he came back as not a player next year. Yeah. All right. Kevin Lambert. Sure, I, I, I wish don't. I saw him more instead of center back, but yeah, it is what it is. He's zero a midfielder. Um, he's definitely the club thinks he's a center back, right? Well, he yeah. played as a center back for he came in. Who hang on? Who Briefly. did he play for before? Wasn't it Rising Phoenix? Yeah, he he yeah, was he originally the center back for them. Team. He's yeah, and the Jamaican national team. Yeah, so he's a center back. Yeah, but he's also um, sort of a midfielder. But. Yeah. yeah, he's played a lot more in midfield. Uh, All right, well, that's I fine. think in but, recent years he's moved. Yeah, to center back. But. It certainly should be good enough to play at center back. When you're putting a right back there, a, before, like a right before Bodie Adalga, you know? he did yeah. get some time in that Houston that. game, didn't he? In that first, uh, I think he was, it was either the first one or the first one, the, the away the last away regular game. season game. It was around then, it was the yeah, he got 39 minutes in the first leg. So, I, yeah, I, I don't know, man. Like, I like how tall he is. <laughs> it's also another kind of extremely envious. <laughs> I don't want to sound like Alex Mauer here, but 
this is kind of another signing that we maybe didn't need to make if we kept Orozco. Yeah. I don't know. Maybe he's not a center back. Maybe he's a midfielder. But if we're signing center backs when we have a center back on loan, like it doesn't make sense. But whatever. Apparently, he's guaranteed through two more years. So, Yep. All right. Diego Luna. This is an interesting one. Yeah, let's get our thoughts. Should we keep Diego Luna around? Um, Or is he going to get sold? I guess that's the question. Does he get sold this offseason? He talked explicitly. So he will get sold next year because his contract is guaranteed through 2024. So we have to sell him if we plan on making money from Diego Luna. So we have to we have to sell him or or pay him. It's either pay him a lot of money or sell him. And I think the club is way more likely to sell him, which is probably the, it's the right move. And he $10 million player, right? I think so. so, Especially considering what um, Matt Doyle was on like a date, Diego Luna tirade tweeting out his stats um, compared to other attacking players. And he's like, as far as like efficiency goes, he's like, Luciano Acosta type numbers. Yeah. Um, and he's better at his age than both of the Aronson brothers were. That was another comparison that he was making. And both Aronson yeah. brothers are in Europe now. Yeah. And he'll like go national team. In his next interview, he even, he mentioned clubs like reaching out to them. Right. Like I, I know Anderlecht specifically, but like, I can't remember. Did he, I can't remember if he said Italy or France. I don't know. He talked about like certain, leagues feeling like he he could succeed and he didn't yeah mention england or whatever but he i think it i don't know man we talked about this before i um you 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 have to sell him like i love diego luna he's my favorite my favorite player but you have to sell him (laughs) right there's there's a little bias here but uh arsenal would do well to bring a player like him yeah like I think so too. I don't know. Like that's that's the caliber of player I think Diego Luna could like develop into. I don't think he's there like yet. A, like a mid-table English Premier League team. <laughs> I, I'm going to take it. You haven't looked at the table this year or last year. Uh, not. So. No, they're actually doing pretty good, right? Yeah. No, but he reminds me like his his cleverness, his movement. Like it's it's top tier. Yeah, and I would love to keep watching him, and that's a good way for me to keep watching him. Yeah, yeah. no, and we—I mean, we talked about Diego Luna, and the club talked about Diego Luna in that light, like from the jump. Like this was a a deal that they got on a player that they thought that they could turn around and make money on. Yeah, kind, you know, they knew that he'd be going to the World Cup, um, and they knew that he'd probably blow up after that, and I kind of why they made the deal so i do think he probably gets old very soon i just have to say like uh he's just his buy-in for the club for what is clearly like a purchase and sell deal like i don't know man he plays with some real heart and really Mm -hmm. cares and feels for the club the fan base and i don't know he's just a he's what a what a good kid it's been a long time since we've had a player that felt special right i don't yeah and he's well, he's a very special player i think when was the last one like a young special player i don't know well yeah i, I don't know the last time we had a, a he that type of ceiling i don't know skill before he turned 18 yeah <laughs> that's that's the best i can compare him to but yeah in rsl history but i i think it's a really bad comparison because he's, he's well is actually going to turn out 
I mean, to be a pretty good player. Yeah. I mean, of course, like anything can derail a player, but uh, he's looking. I mean, the way he turned it on the last. I mean, so I've got the form guide pulled up to look at uh, goal contributions. Um, and Diego Luna contributed a goal or assist. Actually, is it, is it just goals? Yeah, the last five games he played in. Yeah. Like that's that doesn't happen. Yeah, he's he's very, very good. Um we have a number of players contributed three can in yeah. three consecutive games. Uh but yeah. Yeah. Chicho Arango didn't hit those numbers. Injury didn't help, but Yeah. Anyway. Well, it was fun while it lasted. Yeah, it was it was fun. I feel like we could have <laughs> could have seen some more of it, but yeah. Yep. It's fine. All right, Jasper Leffelsund. Not sure what the plan is for Jasper, to be honest. International deal. Um, Honestly, I think, and I hate MLS for making it this way, but I think the international deal might make it a no. Make it a no. Yeah. There there is a, I don't know the ins and outs of his his, uh, international status. If any player is eligible for a green card, like he did, he's been here for several years. So yeah, like, he did. He did. Was it five, six years of college? I don't know if it was that long, but he he should absolutely be close. Yeah, I mean, supplemental roster. If it's, if he can drop the international tag, that seems like a pretty pretty. But like you know, signing, we've signed other midfielders that have, you know, Nelson in particular being like somebody that yeah. should that's taking his place. But it's a crowded midfield. Yeah. Yeah. And I feel like he's oh, just right. He came as a graduate student. That's what it is. Yeah. I, I feel like if if you're gonna make room to like improve, it's yeah. easier to make room from the bottom and buy better players up top. You know what I mean? It, yeah, I, I don't know if they're planning on doing a whole lot with signing midfield players or if they're happy with the midfield that they have now, but he's not a very expensive player. Um, and if they can figure out a way to get him a green card so he's not taking up an international spot. I don't really have a problem with Leffelson. I For sure. think he definitely got a lot worse this season, or maybe he just regressed to the mean of what you'd expect from a third-round draft pick player. Um, But he's I, – I don't think he's going to get much better than what he was last year. Yeah. I, I think that's the best – Jasper's ever going to be, which is fine. He it, it's a good enough player, but I think the midfield you could definitely get better players and sign better players. And if that's their plan, Jasper might not make it. Yep. All right, Moses Nyman, uh, who it, it should be said, uh, it sounds like the club exercised their purchase option from oh, his cool. loan. Okay, good. Um, that was necessary. But did he play MLS minutes? No. Yes. Yeah, he played some. Um, Did he play MLS minutes or was it open cup minutes? No. Oh, he played 28 MLS minutes. Okay. Which is 28 more than Zach Farnsworth. That's true. That's good. Yeah. So I guess keep. Um, Do we have a plan? No. Like this this kid went to Europe. He's 20. Like, What's the plan? Is he just a warm body? I, I kind of feels like it. The player. 
it feels like it, but also like he was, he still is, was, is supposed to be a very good player. Like apparently his ceiling's really high. Yeah. Well, you got to play those. We, play- um, we saw it with Diego Luna, right? We haven't seen any of that improved. He yeah. played 16 MLS next pro games this, se- this season, played two MLS games with a total of 22 minutes. He's, um, he's he a player that like, he, for the Monarchs. He's a player that, like, if we let Leffelson go and we let Caldwell go, he could very easily slot into those kind of minutes. Yeah, I think so, too. And he could absolutely be, like, an open cup type player and I go play with the Monarchs every now and then type player. But I, so, I don't know. Uh, it came out in exit interviews that apparently they tried him out at center back. He's 5'5". Cool. Five, five. He's, he's definitely the right size for that. <laughs> so, the I mean... Isn't that, like... Uh, Pablo's whole thing is that like yeah. he's way too short to play. How I mean, tall is Hazi? Like five eight? Yeah, something like that. Oh my! No, Moses Nyman is a tiny person. Yeah, he's he's I'm supposed to be Moses Nyman, so. He's supposed to be a defensive midfielder, win? and that's been the biggest thing, biggest criticism of him as a defensive midfielder. Is he's five nine, by the way, and hmm. which is he really t- okay. Whatever, I'm not gonna. It's fine. Anyway, yeah, he's he's. Not a very big guy, but no. he's supposed to be a very good player. He's got a high ceiling. So Great. I hope something turns out, but we didn't see any of it this year. Yeah. Unless you watch Monarchs, which is good for you. Which, uh, Brian Ojeda. Did you know uh, he was bar- born in um, Monrovia, California? Nice. Huh. Um, anyway, sorry. <laughs> Keep going. Uh, Ojeda? Brian Ojeda. He's going to be here. He's fine. Yeah, all right, I agree. I think uh, we spit. I think we paid too much for him, but whatever. Yeah, I mean, I'm over it. I think so too. But in the grand scheme of things, that money doesn't count against the roster. So I guess yeah, whatever. It's, it's, it's one of those not my money situations. So do what yeah. you want. Yep. Uh, Nelson Palacio. I'm actually genuinely excited to see him next year. Yeah. Yeah, he looked really good at the end of the season. Yep, I agree. He, um, he's got playing, a lot of those like. Defensive tools? midfield, it fits him. Oh, yeah, by the way, I, he's born in Monrovia, Liberia, not Monrovia, California. Oh, that. <laughs> All right. Um, and Paulo Ruiz. Honestly, I didn't think he contributed that much to the team in the second half of the season. So, <laughs> yeah. I Do we even know if we're getting him back for the first half of next season? What was no. his injury again? It wasn't an ACL, was it? It was yeah, an ACL, wasn't, wasn't it? it? Yeah. Yeah, I wouldn't be too excited to. The thing about major injuries in the middle of the season. Oh, sorry. They said four to six months was the estimate. So, yeah. Okay. I feel pretty strongly that if you've got a player of Paulo Ruiz's importance and talent, um, you just simply don't rush him back at the beginning of the season. If it's like. He could play week one if we push him, or we could just take it easy and start him week five. I'd rather wait until week five. We don't need another Eric Colt situation on our hands. No, just let him use preseason and the first couple of games of the season to get his legs back under him and bring him back at 100% instead of being like, it's more important that you're here for the first game of the season because it's not. It's 34 game season. Actually, that's not true. It's a 50 some odd game season. So if you miss the first four, oh, five man. or six, like I can't be mad about it. Get healthy. Yep. Yeah. All right. Uh, and that rounds out the midfield. A couple of players that we didn't talk about. 
who are apparently midfielders. Uh, Julio Benitez, who is loaned out this year to forward Madison and is guaranteed. Uh, Luis Rivera, who is listed as a defender, uh, guaranteed through 2026. And Jude Wellings, uh, Monarchs, 2025. Children. These yeah. are children. I don't know why they're not on the list, but Axel Kai is. But Yeah. Uh, did we talk about... We kind of so, mentioned Sovereigno, right? Or is he listed uh, under forwards? He's listed under forwards. So he's okay, the so last we'll get one we'll get right. to, and then we'll end. Uh, right, cool. Chicho Arango, uh, why do you want him to leave? <laughs> How dare you? Um, all right. Silence is golden there. Uh, Burton Jacquesson, who uh, apparently was playing in the Netherlands or was going to be loaned to the Netherlands and he decided to try to fight for a spot, but I don't think he was eligible for selection because he was loaned out. It's very confusing. Uh, his exit interview, he says that, uh, what did he say? Um, basically that uh, there was an offer to loan him to a team in the Netherlands. I have to imagine it's one of the Blitzer clubs uh, and it wasn't what he expected. Which was an interesting, interesting. thing for him. He didn't clarify, unfortunately. Um, but uh, would you keep him? I guess. Yeah. Like, again, he's just a he's he's, he's a draft pick. National deal. He's draft pick, so he's, he's GA. Yeah, he's GA, which usually is a guaranteed, like at least two years guaranteed. Yeah. And he doesn't count against any cap or anything. So, like, yeah, keep him. He showed some promise. I think he probably could benefit from a loan to a real team um, rather than just like a fake loan to clear an international spot or a fake loan to like fill out a roster on another blitzer club. Like I was really excited for him when I saw him earlier in the season. I do think he's a good player and he probably can turn into a much better player. But again, this like multi-club thing, I think he – probably uh, almost did might still fall victim to some goofy roster shenanigans stuff, which yep. One of those things bubbling into the surface of this club that I don't really like. All right. Axel Kai. Oh, I skipped Anderson Julio. Oh, uh, what's his situation? Julio? He's probably on a deal for at least another year. Yeah. Guaranteed through 2024. Um, <laughs> it's starting to get to the point where it's like, right. <laughs> Yeah. <laughs> I mean, if we get a chance to sell him, I think we should take it. Yeah, I think is so. Is there too. a single team that would be interested in him? Sure. <laughs> okay. I don't know who, but well, we why paid not? we paid very little for him. Yeah. Originally. He's yeah. on kind of a lot of money, salary wise. Yep. Not prohibitively so. Yeah. And to be honest, like I still like Anderson Julio. I think Anderson I Julio's faults as like production wise for RSL lie purely from coaching and selection. I think if you just simply realize that he's a substitute player that scores goals when he substitutes into games and you just lean into that, he could be a phenomenal contributor for this club. And he already has contributed a lot of goals for this team. Uh Yep. I think that's fair. I don't know if he's going to be happy with that being a sub type player, but yeah, 
if he does that, he's a good player. And if the coach wants to make him be a starter, he's going to be a bad player, but whatever. All right. Axel Kai. Sure. We'll see yes. him in four years. We saw him once this season. Yeah, we did. And I thought he looked fun. <laughs> I don't know. Yeah. He was, he was in, like really involved and that's about as good as I can hope for from a 16 year old. Yeah. I'm sure we'll see more of him, but yeah. I'm not at all looking to like see serious minutes from him for like two more seasons. Like, I think this is where you've got to start integrating him into the first team. If he's truly a prodigious young talent, like if you think he can be one of the best the league has seen, you got to start now. I would agree with that, but yeah. introducing him to the team in that way means like he occasionally travels. Yeah. He probably plays in a couple open cup games. Yeah. And he probably gets like a spot substitute appearance here and there. Yep. That but sounds I, good to me. I don't think that anybody should have any delusions of him starting or being any kind of major contributor in any serious way for like two more years. I think that's great. Yeah. Danny Masovsky. See you later, bud. Bye. Yep. Bye bye. <laughs> Not. Yeah. Whatever. See you, bud. Good luck. All right. All right, Elijah Paul, who was loaned also to Larn, and apparently he's doing kind of well over there. I, I hope know. so. Scored a couple goals. Yeah, against for the uh, best a bunch team, of semi-pros, but yeah. For the best team in Northern Ireland, which is not Ireland. <laughs> are, they, wait, are they in the top division in Northern Ireland? <laughs> they're in the top division, and he's legitimately, they're one of the best teams in Northern Ireland. But That's good. Uh, he has played four games. He has scored no goals. He has seven. Oh, okay, minutes. well. It was, it was some me. friendlies, or yeah. it was it was cut matches, I'm pretty sure. Um, yeah, the JBE League Cup, two assists, one goal. Yeah, and one of that what that game was the one where they won like, uh, like seventy three to zero. So <laughs> yeah, that's right. Wow, it was only nine to one. <laughs> they didn't play in their next game, uh, which ended as with Larn losing in penalties. Uh, did they win in penalties? Elijah Paul was the player that we traded oh, up yet, right? Yeah. Or was that I can't remember if that was Elijah was, or Burton. It was Elijah Paul. Okay, well, glad he's in Northern Ireland. Yeah, he literally played against a team called Knock Breda FC. Knock Breda. Knock Breda. I don't say this to like make fun, but they've got some goofy names for teams. They played at Breda Park, a thousand seat stadium. Yeah, love it. When they make Champions League, they're gonna be in real trouble. That's right. All right, Rubio Rubin. I feel like there's some conversation worth having there. Ooh, let's Paid. actually get what is his contract status for next year? Uh, guaranteed. Well, that's unfortunate. <laughs> yes, 672K. No one's going to buy him at that rate. Nope. From a roster building perspective, that's unfortunate. <laughs> From yeah. uh, do we like this guy? Is he a nice guy? Yeah, seems, yeah. seems great. Cool. But from like a, I want my team to be very competitive next year. That kind of stuff. Not great. Could Elijah Paul take his minutes without us seeing any demonstrative impact? Probably. Probably. Uh, yeah. I, I or don't hard to say. Yeah. All right. Uh, but I guess we're I, keeping him because that's what we're going to do. I just hate being mean to Rubio. Like he's the one of the players on the team that 
I feel very bad about me being mean too. Hey, that's pretty good for you. <laughs> uh, that's that's that thoughtfulness coming out, Trevor. Yes, that's right. Uh, all right, and ranting with Saverino. Well, he is guaranteed through twenty twenty five, so that's good. Unlucky. That is good, right? Like he's a great. Player. It is good because we're gonna make at least some money back on that transfer fee. Um, or do we get him on a free? No, I thought we paid for him. Did we pay? I, I can't remember. Uh, I thought we sold him, got some money, and then we paid some money back. I thought we kind of broke even on him. Yeah, probably. Was my recollection of how it went so, down. Yeah, we're he's he's gone. <laughs> I think he's. Gone. I think didn't he, he say? In his, yeah, didn't he say in his exit interview that? He, he didn't say he didn't say anything. He like, didn't do an exit interview with Saverino. Oh, that's right, because he's on international duty. He did make a oh, post yeah. that kind of indicate like he was like thanking the fans and like he's basically just like God's plan <laughs> for yeah. what my contract is moving forward. So um Yeah, I would not be surprised at all to see him be sold back to a team yeah. in Brazil. Yeah. Or to a team in a blitzer team in Europe. Oh, I hope not for his sake. <laughs> yeah. like, get out of these mid-table teams in second yeah. divisions. But he's been uh, he go to a it, lot of he got his Italian citizenship. A lot of uh, background rumors going along, going around about him. Yeah, yeah. I've heard. That I don't he, think he's uh, coming back. <laughs> bought a new Nintendo Switch game recently. That's the yeah. rumor I've been hearing. The dirt. Yeah, nice. That's true. I, that's not true. I didn't hear anything of the sort. <laughs> He's probably a PlayStation kid, like all these youngsters. I'm sure he is. Mm, the youth. Well, anyway, how are we feeling about the roster? Huh? We got some big decisions to make, and we'll. I guess by the time people listen to this, it's maybe we'll know more. They've already been made. Yeah. I mean, I'm I'm convinced that all of our listeners stay up when they know we're recording, so it's our fault for not telling them. That's true. They'll see it first thing in the morning. They're we'll be finishing this at, to work. 3 a.m. Finish it before lunch. Yeah, I love it. Hey, I think anyway. we, we kept the roster episode under two and a half hours. So. That's pretty good. I mean, that's <laughs> so far, good. we've still got time. We can stretch uh, this out. I'm sleepy. Are you guys? Are you guys tired? I'm a little sleepy. Yeah, um, it's I had an energy drink while we recorded. Nice so like, I should be sleepy. I'm feeling tired, but I am not sleepy. <laughs> you say that. I started this with two cups of coffee, and I'm kind of tired. Yeah. <laughs> Um, but yeah, uh, we should be getting news shortly and this is genuinely, uh, this might sound stupid, but this is genuinely one of my favorite times of the season is the yeah. option release oh, yeah. stuff. This is the um, time when you're playing football manager where you're like, this is the football manager part now. of the season. Yeah. Yeah. This is great. We're so going to have a whole bunch of free agents that are possible signings. Yeah. Bunch of trades. Sign. Can you imagine? Like we're, we got some pretty good trade bait, I think, on this yeah, uh, roster. Scott to be Caldwell's homegrown deal. <laughs> I mean, well, genuinely, we, like, I, this is what I'm saying. Like, Diego there's several players. <laughs> yeah, he is. <laughs> but in a funny way, he did come through the Barcelona Academy in Arizona. Yeah, he did. Which was the RSL Academy. Yeah. But does that still mean that if we sell him, we just get a lot more money, a lot yeah. more of the money? Yeah. Okay. Go forward thinking elliot fall Good job. how did we get that homegrown tag i don't remember i don't know how that works we got it from um we paid for we paid el paso for him yeah but, but then i they, thought we traded to was it san jose 
for it. Um, I thought we traded with another MLS team. It was like San Jose. Money. He's from San Jose. Yeah. yeah. Um, oh, I think they still had his homegrown rights. Yeah. 50,000. Okay. That's a good deal. Okay. <laughs> yeah. No, but we do have several players like Jasper Laffelson is one of them that like, I think could be trade material. Anderson Julio mm-hmm. could also be one of those where we trade and get allocation money or, or something yeah. out of him. Mm-hmm. There's players that we could be picking up options that aren't going to be on the team next year. Yeah. And that the we football manager be. side of me loves. Yep. All right. Well, thanks for listening to another episode of off the crossbar, a Real Salt Lake podcast. Um, see you next week. Should we? we will, should, oh, let's, the week, let's we'll, not. Let's not. Yeah, do this it's Thanksgiving week. week next week. Have a great <laughs> Thanksgiving, everyone. Uh, we'll we'll talk soon. But yeah, we'll next week we probably won't be there. Two-ish weeks. Two-ish weeks. Yeah. Two-ish week, yeah. And after that, like that should be, we should be able to talk with a lot more authority about the Royals by that point. Yep. Yeah. Royals roster. It'll be nice have like an actual team. When is the MLS Cup? When know. is it actually? Who cares? <laughs> it's like December, <laughs> December something. I mean, we have an international break this weekend, so. <laughs> I guess what I'm thinking, are, do, we're going to probably record another episode before MLS Cup or after? Maybe, yeah. Um, mm-hmm. so I think December MLS Cup 9th. is like first, yeah, I was going to say first or second week of December. So. Second, second week. All right, well, we might record one before that. I think we'll get yeah. a lot more roster stuff, fun roster stuff to talk about. Here's how. Yeah. By that time. Yep. Yeah. All right, well. All right, guys. Good night. Good, Good night. night. We'll see you all next time. Chatting with you. It's always, it's always pleasant. All right. Goodbye. Bye.